This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com, that's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Before history is written, Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast.
What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Darian Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter, back for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, there are, uh, so the good news is there are four of us. The bad news is one of our uh, usual podcast panel uh, is, um, he's missing, Eric Eastup, but he was at the race at Darlington, and um, I actually, like, I'm going to be quite honest with you guys, I had, like, just remembered, uh, like, the last minute that Eric was gonna be on, I had completely forgotten. Why isn't he on today, Jared? What is he? What is he doing? Uh, doing stuff with family. Yeah, yeah. So it's just family. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it just clicked. Okay, I just remembered why. Okay, there we go. It just clicked with me. I won't say why, but now I know why. But anyways, we have our other two guys, the Iceberg and Dandy B Talks, as well as my arch nemesis, <laughs> Michael Roots. Let's go. Oh, I hate buddy. you. What's up, man? Hey, you see what I did there? How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Thank you guys for having me back on again. Yes, and I love the background. I love the background too. Did yeah, I ripped it. Yeah, I ripped this from Twitter. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah. So there it is. Y'all. We can only hope. <laughs> hey, we'll see how the season plays out. By the way, I saw I saw you guys have given out already a bunch of super chats, and we're not even three minutes into the show. So thank you guys so much. Those will be read at the top of the hour. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, let's get right 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 into it, y'all. Uh, so Darlington happened. Um, let's go through the Cup Series race first. Jarrett, you start us off. Um, just your overall thoughts on like the atmosphere of Throwback Weekend, as well as what happened in the race. Okay, so with the Throwback stuff and, and the race itself, what I kind of noticed on social media was, you know, and this is why you can't take it. I think at face value, everything that's said on there is that everything kind of seemed muted this week. It seemed like, you know, there was always something, you know, ripping on something for the throwback week or, oh, it wasn't as good as before. Um, as for the racing, I people might recall, I said a couple weeks, maybe a week or two back. I don't know. It's, it was a bit, a bit back when uh, Dale Jr. was, I believe, on door bumper clear, and he was saying, you know, there's going to be shifting in Darlington. It could ruin the race, stuff like that. So in general, it seemed like expectations were kind of lowered down. The, the throwbacks were awesome. Outside of the Wicked Witch of the South striking again, <laughs> like everything was great. Yeah, I um, I mean, I, I thought that the majority of the, of the throwbacks were really good. I thought that, as usual, the Hendrick ones really – they, they were better on the track than the, the renders were as for the racing itself, the most important part, um, you know, we'll talk about F1 in a bit, but I think NASCAR product wise was the best racing series cup, like, and I'm talking cup versus Xfinity as well of the weekend. Uh, it, it was difficult to pass, but not impossible. There was a lot of side-by-side racing. Uh, a lot of tire wear, just basically everything that we want out of a Darlington race, uh, there was. And what I appreciate is that Darlington, it seems like, for about the past five years, has gotten just better and better each year. It was very hit or miss at times during the early Gen 6 through the COT era. Uh, but like since about, I'd say, 2019 to 2020 to 2021 to this year, I, we haven't had a bad Darlington race like in years, uh, it, it doesn't matter. The package doesn't, it, it's kind of, it's kind of the way that, uh, that Kansas and Chicago land and, uh, and you know, a couple of the other intermediate tracks, it's kind of like them. It's like, you, you just can't put a bad race on at Darlington right now. No, you can't, man. You can't. And I mean, I get the whole like criticism of like moving throwback weekend to like, basically like during the regular season, like 
I don't know, like, it's still big, but to me, it's just, it doesn't feel as important, because, like, when it was on Labor Day weekend and stuff, you had all this time to announce your throwback scheme, and it was, like, a big deal. They would do unveilings at, like, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, like, oh, is such and such is gonna race this year? Scheme is this is uh, gonna race this guy's scheme as a throwback? You know, they would just ha- have so much time to hype it up. And while it's still pretty big for, like, it being on Mother's Day and stuff like that and, and it fitting at, you know, that holiday being a throwback event and stuff, spending time with family, all that, I don't know. It's just something about it being on Labor Day during the playoffs. Just, it was a lot, it seemed a lot bigger to me. I don't know. What do you think, Danny? Well, I think to that aspect, I think your second running at Darlington kind of brings just a little bit more, I don't know, serious legitimacy to the Southern 500. You're, you're there for, you know, you're focused on, championship drive so i don't know maybe it's more better that the spring day is where we get to you know kind of let loose have fun then come back serious for the next race and as we've seen from previous cars there's no one's saying you have to run a throwback at just one darlington race because what we see the 21 did a throwback in the fall race still so yeah you know it it, it can still do whatever you want your your card as long as your sponsor likes it go for it exactly exactly michael what were your thoughts i mean I kind of agree with like what you said, Darian, like um, when they took it away from Labor Day, that it felt like it lost a little something, at least last year to me, that it didn't feel as special. But I think this year, you know, there was a little bit more excitement built behind it. I like uh, what Fox did with uh, the rotating, uh, you know, third um why can't I think of a uh, what was it? What was broadcaster it? broadcaster? Yeah. 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 Um, having Bill Elliott, Richard Petty and uh, Bobby Labonte cycling uh, in and out. I thought that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, it Darlington really has become like one of the must see events on the schedule. Um, it, I don't think it was always that way. Like I think to when I started watching, which was 2007 around that time, it, the racing i don't know it wasn't that spectacular at that point but now it's great side-by-side racing sliding all over the place you know slide jobs it's uh it's yeah it was a good weekend i think you also have to really go i mean i always i always go back to the time uh to the uh to the early 2000s during nascar's like peak years they were taught they were thinking about moving darlington off the schedule so like thank goodness they didn't do that back in the day so because now it's 2022, we have it now, and it doesn't matter what generation of car we run on here, it always puts on spectacular racing, man. Now, um, back to the uh, to last week's racing, though, Kyle Larson, he ran into some problems, that was my pick in the podcast points, and we'll get to those points later on in the show, but he runs in the problems, he spins out, and then eventually blows up, and then Kyle Busch also had some, um, <laughs> he had another interesting pit road uh fiasco happened to him but let's get into the whole larson deal jared i mean is it I, I don't know like i guess some people will call this like oh like he's currently in like a championship hangover a championship slump type year or whatever but i don't know is it still too early to tell i mean he's still driving for hendrick at the end of the day he he's still an overall contender in my opinion though well he's driving well like it's not like kyle larson was running you know 25th when he blew up it's not like when he spun out, he was spinning out because his car was so awful. So I, I wouldn't say the team is off per se. I think it's just that, you know, last year past about the 10th race, everything that could go right for that team, aside from the super speedways did. Whereas this year, 
it's like it's kind of he's come back down to earth. Now, Kyle Larson's the type of driver, I think, who could rattle off six or seven wins in the last 18 races, Tony Stewart style, and just blow everybody away. Um, but if if we're just going up pure results, then by definition, yeah, he is having a bit of a hangover. Uh, Speed-wise, I don't think he's that far off from last year. It's just maybe his team his teammates have caught up and he's not having his good luck. That's I think that's what it really gets chalked up to. I think I think he has like four or five DNFs on the year compared yes. to yes. and and he's still like in the top ten in points compared to everybody else who has like one or two. So I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. We have 14 races to go before the playoffs start. There's you know, we haven't even got half the regular season. They done. already have it, a win too. So that's really all that yeah, matters. Yeah. If if this is gonna if this still happens come like the August run to the playoffs. If, 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 if this team is still faltering, come, you know, Watkins Glen, Michigan, um, you know, those races, then I'd start to worry, but you know, until we get through July, I don't think you should worry yet. If you're a Larson fan, the golden horseshoe fell out. (laughs) (laughs) The one that Johnson had for years. Yeah. The one name was Chad Knauss. Well, well, I mean, really, if you, uh, if, uh, really, if you think about it, everyone at HMS kind of uh, forgot it this week because Chase crashed in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron, of course, got crashed. Uh, Bowman blew up, and then Larson crashed. Yeah, so wasn't it? And and I had like I was like we I was talking about on the last show too. I'm like, oh, is it, isn't it? Isn't this the time of year where where Hendrick Motorsports just completely starts to dominate, and then all of a sudden all four guys just have problems and stuff once again? And it, it, you it's, tweeted it's about them. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's insane. I guys, I'm not doing anything. All I'm doing is just tweeting like, about stuff. That's it. Ca- ca- counting, you know, Chase Elliott going to the backup car. All all four of the Hendrick cars came back crashed this weekend. Yeah. Like I, I, I kid you not about Darian. There are drivers at the track who Darian will come up and try and talk to and be like, Don't tweet about me today. <laughs> like Carson Hosevar and, and yeah. Sam Mayer. Yeah. Like where where they're just like, No, leave me out of it. Get, 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 hey, even the guy who doesn't believe hey, it. Hey, even even Ty Gibbs said, uh, I, I don't believe in Jinx, I believe in God. And after the race, he's like, No jinx today, boys. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. Maybe you should start tweeting about 23XI and it'll have like the reverse effect. I did. I don't I don't know. I don't know, Michael. We don't want to put a we don't want to put a nail in the coffin. It might it might get worse. Yeah. No, we'll talk about them, too, because there's a few things I want to talk about with that team when we go into points and stuff. But uh, also some other problems in the cup race. Uh, so Kyle Busch ran into some more trouble again. Like, and here's the thing, like, like, didn't like, run like, into cones this time. He, he didn't run into any cones, but Kyle Busch, like him and his family had a very interesting week. First off, I mean, congratulations to the birth of their daughter and stuff. They recently had, um, that was yesterday, correct? It was yesterday. Uh, yes. It was yesterday. And contrary to that troll that went mm-hmm. after them this past week on Twitter, that is their kid yeah. and i'm happy for them yeah i was just I, I just wanted to briefly talk about that for a moment last week leading up to the darlington race it was like some news reports saying that trevor bain might fill in for kyle bush and stuff and then you had some troll on twitter and stuff going off saying oh like you know talking about like you know personal stuff and all that i'll just leave it at that so then fast forward to the race on sunday and it's kyle bush is, uh, is looking like he's uh he might run into a win maybe if he kept his car clean and stuff but then all of a sudden 
He had problems. Kozlowski's fun out. And Kozlowski, the lap car, spins out. And then nowhere for Kyle Busch to go. And Busch was running inside the top five, I believe, at the time. Correct? I think he yeah, was. I think. Yeah. I, I, he was I, I believe so. he, Close. Uh, he was competitive. Yeah, he's very competitive. And whoa! Holy crap. Thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Oh, my gosh. You hold read on. that? Yes. Hold on. i got to read that really quick. Daytona. <laughs> Day 500 champ 15. Thank you for the $100 super chat. I'm sorry, it's $100. I just got to get this out the way really quick. There is just something about when I see roots. Uh, wait, hold on. Dang it. Did How it did you just pronounce my name? Are we really going to do this again? So Darian have this. Thank you so much, bro. See, I just, I'm so self-conscious about saying it wrong. So I just, It's been three years. We always make time for, <laughs> for our super chats, but when they come in like that, yeah, they're, 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 you guys understand. When there's a $100 one, we got to shout it out right away. So thank you very much. Okay, well, let's go back into the show. Kyle Busch, while running inside the top five, has lap trouble from Brad Kozlowski. And then while he's trying to go down into the pits, he realizes that he can only turn his car so much. So he can't turn it all the way to get in. So instead of running over the cones and trying to... to bring it into the garage area he just says he just says screw it i'm just gonna park it here goodbye walks but walks away with the I, I mean <laughs> i i saw it as he's like ah they got tow trucks for a reason yeah so uh, i guess danny we'll start off with you fair or foul in this like me personally i don't think he should get fined because like if you can turn it in then what's the point you know no i i think that's fine if you can't drive it you can't drive it don't matter how, how far you got it to and uh, I think that's better than what he did at that one race where he just almost ran people over. So I'd rather I'd rather see him do that and get it towed. I mean, he he, he parked it out of the way. It wasn't in anyone's way where it was. So I'm I'm fine with that. The funniest part, though, I did find it funny. They had to basically call one more caution lap. <laughs> they were like, "Hey guys, we yeah, this car." <laughs> like, so my my thing with this, like, if if he's able to steer that through the corners onto that sharp entrance of pit road, I'm like. Is he just saying that? I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad he didn't commit vehicular cone slaughter or anything. But like, <laughs> at the same time, it's like, dude, if 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 it's that bad, I feel like as a professional driver, he'd know. I think it was just Kyle being like, screw it. I mean, he shouldn't get fined. I'm not gonna say that, yeah. but it did it did impede the race. They had to do that extra lap, and so it's just it's one of those like, if if it's that bad, just park it in your pit. Like mm -hmm. that way, it's out of the way of competition. You're not slowing down the race for everybody else. Like, it, it, it's a classic Kyle Busch thing, but there, no penalty. Like, it, it, it's something that's like a nothing burger. It's not that big a deal. I think I made it. I made like a, a tweet, kind of like half joking, like, "Hey, Kyle Busch being childish on pit road, that deja vu." Yeah. And people were like, "He couldn't steer it. What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm just making a joke. God damn. You made a joke on Twitter. You're not supposed to do that." Oh, that's right. I forgot. You're not supposed to damn. do that on Twitter. Come on now. But, but yeah, no, Kyle Busch, um, you know, congratulations. He had a very interesting week. But also, <laughs> um, uh, another contender running into trouble in the race, Ross Chastain, while leading, or I guess while battling for the lead on a restart, ends up losing it, and the Wicked Witch of the South ended up laughing somewhere, probably, <laughs> after seeing that car. Or cackling. There. Yeah, cackling somewhere. But I guess, Michael, I'll start off with you here. I mean... Uh, just Chastain has been so dominant this year. I, I mean, like, is this a little something to worry about? Because, like, I feel like, yes, he has the wins, but I feel like there are certain moments where Chastain, he will just go. It's basically, I feel like he'll. Or there's good. There's always some races that he uh, competes in where it's all or nothing with him. Where it's like, hey, either I'm going for the win or I'm gonna crash trying. Do you 
you start to, are you starting to see a bit of a trend here or what's the deal? I think that's how he drives every single lap. I was listening to uh, the Dale Jr. download. I think it was the Ricky Craven episode. And he was talking about Ross Chastain and how he's like all or nothing every single lap. And he loves that about him. But then there were some races in the Xfinity series where he was getting into it with junior motorsports drivers. And mm-hmm. then he didn't really love it then. But um, yeah, I think that's just kind of who he is. He puts it all on the line every single lap. And he will, he's going to do whatever it takes to win the race. And I mean, I like that personally. I think that's pretty cool. I think that's how it's supposed to be. I think that's how, like what made NASCAR pos- well, popular was having drivers that were just putting it all out there all the time. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see a problem with it, but it could and will get him in trouble, you know, from time to time. Yeah, and I also like, I guess like maybe you could also make the argument that like that type of driving style is also better suited for like this for this championship format where it's like all you need is a win to get into the playoffs and then a win to just advance to the next round and stuff and then you're and then you're safe. So I could also understand that argument too. But Jarrett, what do you think? See, you know, I, I, I bring this meme up a lot, even though it's like a 20-year-old meme at this point, but Ross Chastain is is if not the cup series in general is at least 2022's Leroy Jenkins where he's just going to send it every time. (laughs) So like, you know, I picked him this week. And so I, you know, I was kind of upset about that just for the pick side of it, but he, he's entertaining and that's what I want. He's, you know, he's not doing anything that's egregious by any means. The guy's going out there balls to the wall, every lap. And that's exactly what we want in drivers now. So I'm completely fine with him running like that. He's got his win. He has two wins, I should say. Two wins. So go for it. You know, you're locked in. You got basically, you know, going into Darlington, you got 15 races to play with. So use it up, you know, you, you get those points, get, yeah. go for wins, go for everything. Like it makes it more fun seeing a driver like Ross Chastain than a driver who's going to ride around for 250 laps. So I love it. Yeah. Worst, worst case scenario, you're, Still stuck with two wins and currently mm-hmm. tied for the points lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also has a lot to do, like how he drives has a lot to do with just the way his career has gone. Like he's had to fight and claw for every opportunity and to get where he is now. I think it's pretty impressive where he started and just some of the teams he's driven for to be here now and to be, to have, to be tied for the playoff points lead uh something's working yeah it's just crazy he goes from an underdog to a contender not overnight but i mean there were parts in his career where it's like you thought he was about to jump with a big team then something gets in the way so now everything basically comes full circle man now he's out here competing for the cup series championship like who would have thought that back in 2018 that chastain would be a championship contender in 2022 like i don't like not too many people were saying that man i i, I definitely know someone who drives a four car who didn't think that oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's right darlington he, yeah he's he, yeah that very track he had said that he wouldn't last very long but yeah, look at that <laughs> now he's chasing him in point so it's funny how that works 
but really i mean like the cars were basically on edge all day too man i mean they were just like uh, something about this next gen too on certain tracks where it's like some of these tracks like the next gen it it meshes perfectly with it and darlington was one of them um i don't know like jared what do you like did you do you think that like the extra shifting definitely had a role in like how this race played out as well I mean, it might have with like getting runs off the corner and stuff, but I think what, what was the really big factor in this was, you know, cause you know, we commented on how the cars look like they're just slipping and sliding everywhere. You know, you had Ross Chastain, one of the most talented drivers spinning out. I, I think where it is, is you got a car like the next gen that's harder to drive. Goodyear bringing a good tire and you got a surface in Darlington that's finally aged. I mean, they have that like, repave strip in turns one and two but at the same time uh the rest of the track surface is i want to say 14 years old it was repaved Mm -hmm. going i believe into 2008 could have been 2007 though i think it was 2008 so i mean i think it just all meshes really well together and it's hit that sweet spot as a track i know so Oh, sorry, really quick. Sorry, the itinerary had disappeared on me for a moment. I was looking at that for a moment. Okay, now we're back on track. But yeah, no, anyways. How next... long you been doing this? Dude, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes we're the in our fifth disappears, year. bro. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> you have different things popping up. But but yeah, overall, I thought the race was awesome. Um, the ending was also, uh, also a very interesting ending, too. We'll get to the main beef momentarily. But um, um, yeah. Truex had a big one as well. So Martin Truex Jr. is just, he can't. He can't, I don't know, it's just the last two races, he's just been running into problems here, just left and right or whatever, but he, he hasn't, he, he does not have a win yet, though, correct, Truex does? No, no. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. No. So, so, that'll be interesting to see, but uh, Toyota, yeah, they definitely had a very mixed, a very mixed weekend, that's for sure, but the main one, the main beef, though, Logano versus Byron, let's get into it, that final lap there, or those final laps, um, I guess to go over the full story, William Byron and Joey Logano were duking it out on their restart. Byron sort of drives, uses up <laughs> Logano, I guess. Is Can you even say it. that? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. He, he used them up, I guess. I guess you could, let's just put it that way on the restart. He uses them up a little bit. Logano goes into the wall just a tad there. And then it looked like Byron was just going to scoot to a victory and stuff, too. I mean, he was out front by a ton. And then all of a sudden... The run, we get back into the long runs. Logano catches right back up to him. And then coming to the white flag, he just punts him, straight up punts him out of the way, uh, coming off of turn four and scores the victory. Byron didn't even finish inside the top 10, y'all. He ended up finishing 13th. So, oh, they, it caused a ruckus after the race on social media and stuff. Oh, man. And then the crowd reaction, too, was absolutely... I, I, wish, we, I wish Eric would have been on for this week because then he can go into full detail of what it, what the atmosphere was like because he was there so we'll have to talk with them about that later on but um danny i'll start off with you man just whose side are you on here was logano's move was that fair or does um do you think byron has uh one coming for him i didn't like it logano was faster he was gonna win that race but he didn't have to win it that way that's just my overall thoughts of it i would have rather have seen him try to make the pass coming down the front straight away or i think even everyone else would have liked more to see you know maybe a a retry of the craven kurt bush finish 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. We could have gotten one of those types of finishes, but it wasn't meant to be, I guess. I think Byron was definitely losing it there. I think Logano definitely had the faster car. I mean, I think, yeah, Logano should have won, but Byron didn't need to finish 13th. He was he could have finished second, yeah. third. Byron deserved to finish inside the top two. Let's just put it that way. Like he, he, he was running up there. He called the perfect strategy. He wasn't dominant neither. I like like I, he didn't lead a whole lot of laps. I don't think. I mean, he just happened to be up in front towards the end of those stages. He happened to be inside the top five. Well, yeah. Who, who was the most dominant cars? Like Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, and they all had problems. Well, Larson, no, I mean, he had problems early. Larson was looking really fast he, at first. He was, he was the fastest car in the mm-hmm. first stage. Yeah. Then Chastain was. And then after that, I mean, I, I think I tweeted after Chastain spun. I'm like, I don't, I don't care who's the fastest car. Like, this thing's wide open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I believe Logano led the most laps. Yes. I've got uh, it up. So, he led 107. And yeah. It, it next, didn't feel like it. Next highest was 42, so... Whoa! Yeah, it didn't feel like he was that, but I, yeah. I guess he was the most dominant. But yeah, it didn't feel like it though. But I guess that just goes back to the parody of this next gen. But Michael, what, was that move fair or foul? That was such an overreaction. <laughs> um, I mean, that restart. Come on, there was racing. Did they even touch? There, I, I think I could still see they space in, bet- in between close. giggles, as I call them, and the wall. Um, <laughs> You're it, racing on the most one of the most narrow tracks in yeah, all of NASCAR. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Too. Well, well, okay. It looks wide, but with the way the, the apron is like, it, the apron's almost invisible. At Darlington, I always say. Mm-hmm. So really, the actual racing surface is really, really narrow. Yeah, I, he would have won anyway because he was catching him. He was running him down so fast right there at the end. He could have easily passed him before the checkered flag but we've seen this story before and that's how this happened we all remember <laughs> kansas 2015 that's just how he races if he it's it's like coming down to the wire he doesn't handle the pressure well and he just has to dump someone to win well even the clash i think i kind of remember didn't he do a bump and run on bush there it's been a while so i can't really remember he, he did he did move him a little bit yeah just to, See, to get the win I'm not as much upset. Like I, I'm not. I shouldn't say I'm upset. I'm not upset at all. Um, I don't have as much issue with you know bumping somebody out of the way. Yeah, that that's NASCAR mm-hmm. in general. That's you know that's stock car that's, racing. Yeah, that's stock car racing. That it's been done for years. Um, I have problems with both sides, and I have like attaboys for both sides. The Logano one, the, the the punishment didn't justify the crime per se i say that very loosely <laughs> crime like what was his crime just racing hard racing hard i mean it's it, 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 like dare like, you that's why that's why logano was the uh literally like the other side of the coin of martin truex jr whereas truex just complains on the radio logano takes your ass out yeah. um no but my i think for me i think logano could have at least attempted to pass him but I think the reason that he would hit someone like him, but I know he wouldn't hit a Ross Chastain or a Kyle Busch like that unless given a shot, is because I think Joey Logano knows he can take advantage of William Byron. William Byron has not had a moment of showing that he can stand up for himself, that don't mess with this guy. And I think right now, uh, as I said in my video earlier this week, I think William Byron is at a bit of a crossroads in his career. Not 
contractually, not in, in, you know, wins or anything like that. But I think that he needs to prove to Logano and in turn the rest of the competition that it's like, hey, you can't just walk all over me. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, he, he can't fall into that same vein of a Martin Truex Jr. There's a reason that Joey Logano did it at Truex. It's a reason he attempted it with Kenseth mm-hmm. for so long and ultimately paid the price and in turn lost the championship from it. See, I'm not I'm not saying that the Byron needs to Kenseth Logano. I'm not saying that. But he does need to stick but, up for himself. Yes, yeah. he does. He does. And it doesn't again, doesn't have to be this week, doesn't have to be at the All-Star race, but there's got to be a point where he just puts his foot down and he proves to the garage fans, everyone in the NASCAR world like don't f with me. Well, the way he handled the uh, the post race stuff, that was a good start. I mean, like Noah Lewis, our good buddy Noah Lewis, had caught a couple of uh, things during uh, during the uh, post race. But, but but that was raw. That was you know that emotional. Yeah. Well, of course, of course, of course. But I mean, like at the same time, he I mean he he wanted to show like yeah, I'm definitely not happy with this and stuff. And I I'm quite sure that won't happen again to him. I don't think he'll. He let that he, he gave a more PG version of Denny Hamlin's thoughts on Alex Bowman after Martinsville, in my well, opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, like, just his post-race interview with Jamie Little, like, he was just like, the way he was saying is like, oh, he's an idiot, this is the only way he can win and stuff, it was just straight up, it was, unf- like, it was just, it, and he was just being straight up, he was being honest, I'm like, yes, like, William Byron, like, that was like the last response I would have expected him to have, because up to this point, he's just really been like, while he's been like, viewed as like, one of the young up-and-comers, you know, with one of the most beloved teams in Hendrick Motorsports as well, just signed an extension. Everyone knows how talented William Byron is, but, you know, he's just never the type of guy where, uh, you know, like, his personality, excuse me, he's never the type of guy personality-wise that'll get a lot of people talking on social media and stuff, but, like, this weekend proved I was totally wrong about that. Like, he was just straight up like, yeah, it was terrible racing, he sucks, blah, 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 and honestly, like, in my opinion, I think he he he's jumped to, his popularity has jumped a tad a bit a little uh, has jumped a tad overnight just off of calling off of uh, just off of calling out Logano basically. Just I, saying like, I, I mean, I mean, having having a feud with an unpopular driver can really do that yeah. for you. I and mean, also, we and also we, driving we, for Hendrick helps too. <laughs> we we saw this with uh, you know Chase Elliott back when you know. Dale Jr. was still racing, so he wasn't, you know, Chase Elliott back then. You know, he was still, he was just, you know, Chase Elliott. He's driving a 24 car. He's a bell son. But we saw him gain a lot of popularity when he had run-ins with Denny Hamlin. And even, I'll say, Alex Bowman picked up a lot more fans after his incident with Denny Hamlin as well. Yeah. So, I want to say this. I said this on Twitter, and it went, like, immediately, like, to number one in hashtag NASCAR. If this was roles reversed or even just any other driver, and it was William Byron doing this, fans would be eating this. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, go, Byron. You go, kid. And I said that, too. Exactly. It all it all depends on who's doing the bumping. Like, I mean, rubbing's racing and stuff. I get all that. But, again, it, it, it all depends on who's doing it. If you're Logano doing it, it's bad. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I want to see competitive, like, clean racing for the most part, especially on the final Same. lap. Like, so, like, if, 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 so for me personally, if the roles were reversed, I would be calling out Byron too. Like, hey, come on. Like, I know, like, that's not, like, I'm, oh, I, I'm, I mean, J- hey, Jared's not wrong though. I mean, like, Y'all see what shirt I got on. I mean, <laughs> after Coda, I should have been pissed at the way Bowman lost that race, but I wasn't because I liked the driver who won. So Jared's not wrong on that. Yeah. 
And, and I'm not saying that it, it's wrong for fans to think that way. I'm just saying it's like it's always fun watching the hypocritical water cooler talk mm-hmm. after the race and how if 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 it was um I don't know. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of drivers that people don't have strong opinions on, but nowadays people actually have really strong opinions on most of the drivers. Yeah. Uh let's say this is I don't know. Kurt Bush gets moved out of the way by Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. If Chase Briscoe moves Kurt Bush out of the way, you're gonna have some of the older school fans being upset with it. But it's gonna be like, hey, that's Rubens racing. That's great, man. Yeah. You know. But then you know, you know, you'll have a little back and forth. But it won't be too big a thing. If you have Chase Elliott move Joey Logano out of the way, it's gonna be like, yeah, he deserves yeah. it. Send him to freaking <laughs> Georgia at this rate. And then if you have the complete other reaction this week, uh, I just I find yeah. it interesting and fun and just. It's entertaining to watch. Like as someone who does not have any stake in this game, it is so fun to watch people I, go at I, it. Hey, I, I, I like I like this fantasy here. Paul Menard moves Cole Custer. It's the all. It, it's the all. It's it's vanilla moving vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what 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 was also kind of lost in um in this whole feud was like. I don't know. I found I found Bill Elliott's commentating on that last lap to be some of the funniest commentating ever. Like because again, like the whole context with him, Bill Elliott is one of NASCAR's cleanest drivers ever. You know, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He always uh, he always raced insanely clean out there. And then all of a sudden, he sees Legato punt Byron, and all he has to say is "Wow." Wow. He was not <laughs> impressed. He just said one word. Like, that's all hey, I said. Could, I'm gonna could, say. could you imagine that would have been Chase in oh, that situation and that, Bell was commentating? That would have oh. been, oh, that would have been must-see TV right there. But, I mean, like, I don't know. You could tell Bill Elliott wanted to say more, but he's just like, all right, you know what? You <laughs> know, I, I mean, you know, people have said it before, but I'll, I'll say it now. Guys like Bill Elliott and Mark Martin wouldn't survive today. They wouldn't. They wouldn't no. Because <laughs> the drivers, like – it is a bit, and and you know, make of this what you will. I personally think it's a bit of of deterioration of driver etiquette out there. Drivers oh, aren't going to take exist. care of them. That doesn't exist. Yeah, they're not. Much. They're not. They're not going to take care of each other. Now, if this is ten years ago, back in two thousand twelve, I, I I remember a race as a Dale Junior fan. It was the second Michigan race. Junior went four wide on on at Michigan underneath Jeff Gordon, and Gordon was mad because it was too early to be doing that. So. You can see the clear difference now as those older drivers now have left. It's amazing to see the night and day contrast mm-hmm. between the two. And you and you, you know, we talked a bit earlier about Elliott versus Hamlin and a couple of these other feuds. It was like 2017 to like 2020. That was like that middle period where you like that that was the period where you had a lot of these guys that were falling away or retiring or whatever. And it's just it's it's amazing to kind of see the metamorphosis that drivers have had when it comes to the mentality now. And then you got a few you have a few holdovers like Martin Truex Jr. who get he's, mad because they're trying. getting race hard. He's trying to hang. Oh, in he's there. trying. <laughs> he's he's trying. trying, but the results are slowly but surely <laughs> yeah. going down. So thank, thank God, you, thank goodness, my, he has this championship already. <laughs> my thoughts are, you know, a lot of the reason we we feel like the driver etiquette is going away is we see a lot more urgency from the younger drivers. You know, when they first come in 2018, we'll call it that. It's like, okay, yeah, welcome to sport. This this will be fun for a little while. Well, if you're not, if you're in good equipment, you're not winning consistently, i.e. Daniel Suarez, Eric Jones, 
you're disposable. You're, you're you're disposable. Mm-hmm. You know, early William Byron. I mean, Byron was called a bust until last year. If, oh, yeah, if, I, if, if, right. if, yeah. if, I, I hate to say this. If Byron didn't have that Liberty University sponsorship keeping secure, they could have bumped up uh, Bowman a little bit more and moved on to Noah Gregson. You know, I mean, look at look at Cole Custer right now. The way we're all viewing him. I mean, Cole Custer was like some of the hottest stuff on the market now coming up from extended he's, he's been so forgettable man and he has been like uh, he, now this podcast like if if he bad driver you know if I mean? he hadn't had haas literally his whole career i'd be more concerned mm-hmm. because he's had haas his whole career behind him i think he's okay he'll be okay i don't know, he's not I don't know also you got to think about who his dad is yeah and that's yeah. the reason why he's a part of the team in the first place so how Maybe. can you fire him Maybe we might have another like that coming up in the next year or yeah, two. Maybe. Although I will say, you know, all, all jokes aside about Riley Herbst, like he has been performing better. Yeah, this year, Herbst a has lot been, better. Yeah, he yeah. Has, yeah, he's been performing a lot better this year. Yeah, I'll give him that. Like I, 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 I want to say it was about this time a year ago. I was ranting about Riley Herbst, and he has, <laughs> he has picked up the wick on his performance. I like, I think he's like five straight races at one point. Like it might, might still be. Whatever five straight races of top tens. We'll we'll get into it. Yeah. later. We'll get yeah, into that. We'll talk about that later. But Jared, 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 Jared's clearly picking Riley Herbst. We can we already, we already know. <laughs> oh, that. totally, totally. I know. I'm I'm picking him to be the best Xfinity driver sitting at home this week. <laughs> yeah, but that that was basically the Cup race in a nutshell. Joey Logano now has 28 career Cup Series and, wins. Do you know? So he he tied two drivers this weekend. Oh, he did on oh. the all-time wins list. He is currently tied for 29th with Rex White, who Whoa. is a, a, a major pioneer of the sport, <laughs> and Carl Edwards. Oh, dang. Damn. So that's... Uh, that's interesting that's if you interesting. remember 2016, if you remember that. Now, how that, now, that was a good year. <laughs> jo- yeah, I, I bet you. I, yeah, bet you. you. <laughs> I have great memories of that year. And, and, and Jay, who did we all root for in 2016, guys? Uh, I root for a driver for half the year. Yeah, for just half the year. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm I'm doing the math in my head right now, and I believe this is the 14th year for Logano. Correct me, Chad, if I'm wrong. And Carl Edwards was in for 13, so they're like, but this is early in the 14th year, so he's about at the same rate as Carl Edwards was in his career. Mm. I think that's a very comparable driver. That's good. Um, that's good. But. <laughs> you know, we just were talking a little bit about who Joey Logano's went into. Next up to hit on the list at 31 wins is Martin Truex Jr. Oh, he's about to. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And who, 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 who's going to win the war? Oh, it totally Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he won it in 2018, too. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that outcome. But yeah, so I, I, that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, but, thanks for pulling those stats up. Darian, what, what's the playoff cut line look yes, like right now? Yes, the playoff cut line now. 14 races left to go in the regular season. Here are 13th through 16th, the guys who are on the end right now. Christopher Bell, plus 41 in 13th. Kevin Harvick, plus 27 in 14th. Eric Amarola, plus 25 in 15th. And in 16th, at plus 1, is Austin Dillon. And then on the outside looking in, his teammate Tyler Reddick is minus 1. Uh, Eric Jones, minus five. He had a very solid weekend. Uh, Daniel Suarez is now minus 18. Chris Buescher, minus 36. Justin Haley, minus 44. Kurt Busch, minus 54. And in 23rd, Michael McDowell, minus 56. And for those who are asking, uh, yeah, so Bubba Wallace is now 24th. 
below Michael McDowell points. So he's also more than a race behind in points. Yeah. of Austin Dillon in the same equipment. Yeah. Cause they have the technical Alliance so, or no, no, right now. I'm thinking of track it. You're thinking I'm sorry. 2311 has been so forgettable this year. I, I, the only time you see him was when he, when he crashes. Yeah. He was running top 10. Yeah. And, but that you didn't know, matter. At, at, at this point, Bubba's got to have Atlanta and Daytona circle. Well, look, also so. at this point too, what can go wrong has gone wrong for 2311. Like, like obviously at one point, you know, I was just like, Oh, here we go. It's going to be another bad race. Kurt Busch in the 45, they almost lost the wheel again. They caught it last minute. So, thankfully, they caught that. And then, at one point in the race, you have both of their cars finally running inside the top 10. I'm like, okay, here we go. There we go. They're doing, they're doing good again. And then, bam, they both crash. So, well, it's it's always something. And here's the, here's the deal. You know, people, I, I've saw a lot of people talk about, you know, when people bring up points of being like, it's too early to be talking about points. It's too early to talk about this. Like it's still no, really early on. No, it's not. This like week is there. halfway. Yeah, this week's halfway. So yeah. it's like what we're seeing right now, this is going to be the battle we're looking at through the summer. I mean, the, I will say, I, wa- I want to say right now, um, Christopher Bell has had a marvelous turnaround he so has. far this year. Yes. I think Eric brought attention to it last week. At one point, he was outside of the top 30 at one point, right? He it was, yes. Yeah. yeah. And now he's yeah. back. Like, I think I think when we had this discussion early on, I think we I, we were all pretty much saying Christopher Bell is who I'd be more worried about between him and Hamlin. But honestly, without Hamlin's win, I think Bell would be ahead of Hamlin right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. And I, I keep seeing Eric Amarola. I know he gained a few points on the line, but he lost the spot to Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Harvick and Almarola. They're like they're in that eighth to twelfth range. Like mm-hmm. that, then that's good enough to make the playoffs as long as nothing too crazy. But happens. also, this is a crazy year. But also, though, it made me realize too, Stuart Haas Racing, even with the next gen, they're not as strong as they used to be. I know, I know, I know. Chase Briscoe has a win, but outside of that win, even he hasn't really been running up front like that anymore. You know, so does it? Doesn't that win feel like? It, I mean, just, it it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. where did that come from? Like, like I mean, the way like, they run. I mean, like it was at a it was at a skill based track at like Phoenix. So, like, yeah, you have to give him his props, but still, like, that was just like a one time deal. For and car. and then meanwhile, Cole Custer is getting out and saying, "Guys, I finished better than my car number." Yeah, Cole. Cole, there's <laughs> only forty cars. <laughs> yeah, on Cole a good Custer, week. <laughs> yeah, Cole Custer is guaranteed to finish better than his car number. Just fun fact on the NASCAR Weekly podcast, but. But yeah, Cole Custer has been forgettable. But hey, shout out to Eric Jones, man. Eric Jones, that was one of my underdog picks from last week. He had won it at, at, at Darlington before, and he got that 43 car up inside the top five consistently and um, running mostly inside the top 10 as well. He's only five points behind. So hey, I said, look, if you if you um, go back to earlier in the season, there was like a few races where he had DNF. Take one of those DNFs away, and he's in the point standings by a solid margin. So he just needs to keep doing what he's doing, man. Just clicking off, just finishing those races, whether it's inside the top 15. Like, even a top 15 finish. Like even him finishing inside the top 15 very consistently, I think, could even point his way in into the playoffs. So just like, needs to keep doing that. And I see some, you know, there's been a few in the chat, and this is always a question of, hey, we might have more than 16 winners. I, I don't think so. No, no, I'm, no. I, I think we can get close. I think we could have like 14. Like, you know, I, I like 13 or 12 for me personally. 13, 12, 13, 14. About like last year. We're on track, yeah. honestly, for what we saw last year. Yeah. I, 
I would personally say, I think, again, if, if one of these guys like a Jones or a Suarez wins, uh, Bubba wins at, at Atlanta, for instance, then cut 25 points off everybody above, and you got Christopher Bell back in that. So I, I personally think the, the guys right above the cut line, Bell, Harvick, Almirola, Dillon, they're going to be in the thick of this until they get a win or or not. And then Reddick, Jones, Suarez, I think is it. I I, I don't think Pusher or Haley can keep up. Personally. I think I think a win is a win is still coming for Tyler Reddick, and even Austin Dillon might sneak uh, one in there. But Tyler Reddick, man, dude, again, just another guy who hasn't had the luck. I mean, he would have he would be solidly he would be locked into the playoffs if he had just beat Kyle Busch by a few more feet. At dirt Bristol, on that or line. or if Chase Briscoe had just not drove like an idiot there in that last yeah. turn, and then also if he didn't DNF at Talladega, and then a few other places there and there, like he's just minus one point behind Austin Dillon. I mean, don't get me wrong, Austin Dillon, like I know, like he gets you know disrespected sometimes because you know like rich kid coming from you know silver spoon fed family, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Like like I've heard all that stuff before. But he's a pretty solid driver, in my opinion, though. Like, he doesn't have, like, too many wins, but he's still pretty solid. So, I don't know. I feel like Tyler Reddick, like, he should be way, way ahead of Austin Dillon, though. That's the thing. That's just how much, like, bad luck he's had this year. So, I think he can point his way in easily. And I think I even had Austin Dillon in the playoffs, like, at the uh, um, for preseason playoff picks and stuff. So, I think both RCR cars can solidly point their way in, but it's just a matter of... Finding some luck on their side, but their affiliates though Trackhouse, they're not having any sort of. Or no, excuse me, well, Trackhouse is a. Who are they affiliated with now, Trackhouse? But they were Pendrick. Pendrick, excuse me, sorry, they were they were affiliated with them last year. So. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. They're they're with one of the Chevy teams. Yeah, yeah. My, I, I thought it was uh, RCR. Yeah, I have to check on that. Either way, they're they're looking good. So. Yes, but yes. well, I have a question. Um, when um, when do we start questioning Daniel Suarez with how Ross Chastain is running? Well, see, I had brought that up, but I mean, here's the thing. Ross Chastain is just so damn good. And I, I don't know. I feel like Daniel Suarez, he's not doing terrible. I mean, look at the points. He's not terrible. He's but... only minus 18. It's just Ross Chastain is just really, really good. Like, I mean, he's still almost 20th in points, though. Yeah. It's his fir- Ross Chastain's first year with the team. Mm-hmm. And he's smoking him. He's up mm-hmm. in the top five every week. Yeah. What What's going wrong? You know. It's just and, the story of Suarez's career. It's well, yeah. Everywhere I, he goes, there's just somebody way better on the team. You know. Like the same thing happened at Gibbs. He, it just never happened. So how long do you give it? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I give him. I'd give him at least two more years, personally. Yeah. yeah. I'd give him one. I, I, I mean, I, I, he's I, running I, out of time. I, I mean, I, I, I know he'll get more, but yeah. I, I, always com- I, I always compare Trackhouse's team and drivers to 2311's team and drivers, in all honesty. And I mean, if I got to put Daniel Suarez versus Bubba Wallace, like I'll give Suarez two more years. But Bubba, even though I know he'll probably get two or three years, I'd honestly only give him one at this point. I think the thing with Suarez is, you know, and I see this, like we have so many different drivers around this range where people are like, if they can just get good luck, but 
that luck isn't that can only you know, go so far that can only go so yeah far. You, you can we can only do what it could have should us so long it, it's we've we've said on here before i mean darian the first year or two of the show <laughs> you, you had a running joke about daniel suarez like yeah it, it, it it's 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 just like a gravitational pull to mediocre and it doesn't matter if he's running well the finishes don't show up or if he runs bad he then get you know better finishes it's always a gravitational pull to 20th with Suarez. And then every now and then he'll be a little over or a little under. How long does Trackhouse, you know, go, man, let's just keep sticking with them when there's other free agents that could be out there or younger drivers. And they'll want to drive for them now. Like seeing how Chastain's performing, I feel like that second Trackhouse seat is now – that's one of the most desired seats in the sport now. You you could have said the same thing about Casey Mears – this, what you're saying about Suarez now, you can say the same thing about Casey Mears, 2007 at Hendrick. Dude had horrible luck. If if half of his bad luck had been good luck and he'd gotten the finishes he deserves, he makes probably the chase that year. But he didn't. Uh, just, that's it a what. It's a, it's a what if. A lot of people are drawing a comparison to Matt DiBenedetto, and I think that's no. honestly you know no. little 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 far off. He's uh, but uh, I, I will say though, you know we, we know Suarez is good. Obviously winning an Xfinity Series championship, but I mean he was with. JGR, you know, literally anyone in one of their cars could win it too. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I, I'm the way I, I see it, you know, I see it the same way Corvette Racing 48 <laughs> says if, if Suarez doesn't get a win by the end of next year, yeah, you gotta get someone different. I mean, this is As, now Suarez this, has been in the Cup Series for this is now his six full time season, still no win yet. This is a perfect team for Gregson to fit in, in my opinion. Yeah. So, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like a there, there, there is other talent that's in the, you know, it's coming up that want us want a spot, and yeah. you know, this just... goes back to what I was just saying about you know the younger drivers got to drive, like with the idea that their that their job is on a line, and I, I think at this point we've seen all the Hendrick guys kind of cement their place where they need to be for a while, but some of the other guys you can't say that. I mean, you just look at Eric Jones. He had it all and then didn't put up the results that Joe, Joe Gibbs wanted, and they put on to the next rookie in line. And that's what they got to start thinking, too. So the chat did confirm that, yes, Trackhouse, they are an RCR affiliate. So another RCR-affiliated team, you know, the uh, Petty team with Ty Dillon and Eric Jones. I mean, if we're going to talk about, you know, you know, possible replacements for that second car, if we're going to just stick to affiliated Eric teams, Jones. I would Eric love to Jones, see Eric man. Jones in that second car. I would love to see him in that second he, car and see what he can he do. Is- he is outperforming his equipment more than I think anyone else but out also, there. And maybe maybe uh, Trackhouse equipment is Suarez level. But also um, a little but, shout out to Ty Dillon as well. He surprised me a tad bit as well too. He saw yes, he's doing he's but, doing pretty good, decent. But that's been of, of late. No, yeah. like Eric Jones has been he's been fast enough and even with bad luck, currently is is sitting above Daniel Suarez. Yes. So yeah. like he he is someone who has went above and beyond he's he's the best driver in that car since eric almarola mm-hmm. like in 20 god what what year what, what was the last year that eric almarola was like a bubble cutoff line driver like 2015 or 14 yeah, around there well 2014 he ended up making the playoffs because he won that range short and race head yeah so uh, like i mean 2015 i believe i i major props to eric jones on that but yeah that's 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 my take of pretty much everybody mm-hmm. around that cutoff line yeah. uh, for the most part. I think it's it's going to be a battle between 13th to 19th 
all the way there. Mm-hmm. And also, really quick shout out to Justin Haley. Be on the lookout for him too. He ran up front for a little bit during the Darlington race. So look out for colleague racing. Maybe. Well, I mean, let's be fair. He navigated through the the wreck that mm-hmm. took out half the field. Ah, so. true, true. Yeah, I just wanted to point uh, out he did run in the top five at one point. I, though. I, I saw someone asking what happened to uh, Camping World sponsorship of Suarez. I think honestly they just had other sponsors step up that yeah. wanted it. I mean the the Tootsie's bar they got like seven races this year as compared to one, so they just had more sponsors step in. Yeah. Ca- Camping World, I don't, I, I don't want to say this in a bad way, but it seemed like especially last year, you know, they had that program where basically they would sponsor any unsponsored <laughs> truck in a truck series. Yeah. So they so they almost just kind of step in to 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 help. It felt like. Mm. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. But anyways, moving on to the ratings. Let's go over the ratings this weekend. Um, It was a very interesting weekend for American Motorsports fans. Not only did we have NASCAR throwback weekend at Darlington, we also had the inaugural F1 Miami GP going on at the exact same time. So, Side note, did y'all see the price of them hats down there? Yes, yes. That's (laughs) F1, bro. Dude, Dude, the tickets are expensive. The food's expensive. The water's like 30 bucks at these events, something like that. They're basically like, welcome to F1. Bend over. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're looking for affordable prices to go to a race, F1, you're not going to find them there. Welcome to F1. Give me your wallet and have a good time. (laughs) And your firstborn. (laughs) <laughs> Looking at the ratings, though, so let's go over the NASCAR ratings first. Um, the weekend, uh, the uh, the Cup Series race ended up scoring a one point forty five a one point forty five rating, and and also had two point six million viewers. So it's um, minus fifteen percent um, from really, last year. From yeah. last year, okay. I just want to make sure. So it's minus fifteen percent from last year. Um, now this is a very important statistic as well. The the um, the ratings for the 18 to 49 demographic. This is very interesting. Um, so for the NASCAR race, it had 517,000 watching in that in that demographic. For F1's race, um, it had 735,000. Now there are some reasons for that too, because the F1 race was on ABC while. The Darlington race was on the little itty-bitty FS1, not Fox. And I'm glad Jarrett put in these statistics because the last three races NASCAR had on Fox, these were the ratings in the 18 to 49 demographic. For Richmond, you had just over 800,000 tune in. For for Dirt Bristol, you had nearly a million for that. And finally, for Talladega, you had 830,000. So... Jarrett, what you start us off here first because you put those stats in. What does that say about this? Um, about you know NASCAR's like whole TV situation here. I mean, like more races on Fox, perhaps. I mean, they're stuck in the deal that they signed for another two and a half years. Like mm-hmm. Na- NASCAR is in a, a bit of a a pickle in the sense that you know we're we're still operating off a of 2012 thinking with this deal. Yeah. Uh, so I don't see anything changing in the the next two years or so, but I, 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 I want to strike a bit of a balance here. I don't want to be too doom and gloom because, you know, if everyone remembers before this week, everyone's <laughs> like, Oh my God, the ratings are so up this year. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like this should concern yeah. NASCAR itself. I, I, if you're a racing fan, watch what you like. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally am not huge into F1. I just, I, I'm trying to get into it. I've been trying for, got 
four. This is my fourth year trying to. Out of, out of I can't in the get pod, into it. Out of out of the entire podcast uh, podcast panel, I was the first to get into it and stuff yeah. off of Drive to Survive and stuff. But, and I've been trying to, but like I could also get like why you guys aren't as into it because again, you had it, said this earlier in the show. The on track product speaks for itself. Yes. So so I, I'll talk about that in a second. But what I, I would say is like. This is a similar – it's virtually the same size audience. I think NASCAR beat out F1 by 30,000 viewers, which is about how many people were at Darlington. Um, so I, I personally, if, if, if I am thinking of the long-term future of NASCAR versus F1, F1 has a huge advantage in every possible aspect. Um the, you know, I, I put in the 18 to 49 demo for Fox, but you got to remember all those races had over 4 million viewers mm-hmm. compared to F1's 2.58 million viewers. Uh, so, and, and, and the, what, what's the difference from, uh, between F1 and NASCAR and, and this is why, you know, I can't get into F1 as much as F1 is glitz and glamour. It is celebrities. The big stars. I I think it was, I think it was Deanna from uh, the relap channel. We had her on last Mm -hmm. year. I think I saw her on Twitter. It might've been somebody else. I don't want to put words into someone's mouth if it, if it wasn't, but I saw that it was like the off track storylines overshadowed the on track. Whereas NASCAR, you know, it's the, the on-track stuff is overshadowed most of the off-track. Yeah, like the stuff that was but, trending from the uh, F1 Miami race was stuff like, oh, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan dabbing each other up, you know? Stuff like Patrick that. Patrick Mahomes. Was, oh, the Patrick, yeah, Martin oh, Brando confusing yeah. the Duke player for Patrick I love, Mahomes. Too. I love this in the chat. Y'all are really on the F1 bandwagon. I'm like, I literally just said I can't get into it, but sure, you, you believe what you want. Yeah, not as but, well. but, people saying oh this is great if you combine it together we had five over five million people watching motorsports like no there's crossover yeah f1 is dug into nascar's audience Mm -hmm. and it is a problem for nascar when you take and the grand 18 to 49 is a huge age range when you take when you take both of those categories you know it's less than 20% of the audience for NASCAR was in that age range, which mm-hmm. is still crazy to think about. But even then, for the F1, that's only like, I mean, it's better, but it's, it's only 28%. Mm-hmm. And granted, our numbers don't compare to these, so you take everything with a grain of salt. I've, I've done this math on mine. I think I've figured out age 13 to 45 was like 77% of my audience. You know, if, if NASCAR, if any motorsports was getting that kind of percentage, that's great for the future. At this point, you know we're, we're barely getting we're barely getting people our, our age. Seventeen to forty nine. I would hope it would be bigger than that, but it, it's really not for either of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, f you know, even though it is twenty eight to basically nineteen twenty percent, it's like that's still a, a vast difference that can yeah. be built up over time. I you know, f one is. It, there's some things you can say about this too that that aren't for worry. You know, F th- this is an F1 race. This is one of what two or three that's in America. There's one more this year, and then there's going to be three next year. Yeah. So so this isn't something that's going to be every single week. It is going to be a kind of event uh, like deal. But at at the same time, the fact that we're having this conversation. This conversation, even probably two years ago, would seem alien. Mm-hmm. Now it's a very realistic possibility that when F1 races in America, 
it's going to be the number one motorsport over NASCAR that week. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think that, I don't think that people who are, I won't say NASCAR fans, but I, I don't think people in the NASCAR industry are at least, at least are not giving off the, the gravity that this does hold for NASCAR over time. I mean, it, it, I get people are like, Oh, a rising tide will lift up. And that, that might be a big thing with it. But at the same time, if you're being passed as the number one in your area mm-hmm. or your your different section, that's still not a good thing. You're still no, getting beat. So it's not a good thing. And it's it's not the sky is falling. NASCAR still right now is in a much more stable spot than it was five years ago. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. It's not at a free fall anymore. But at the same time, like NASCAR needs to get its act together, or it will play hey. second fiddle to F1 mm-hmm. in America. Hey. Hey, even though Fox is basically forcing them to play second fiddle, at least they're not the USFL. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, dude I, that's another yeah. thing, too. Fox Sports keeps promoting the USFL, and Clipboard is like, yeah, how about the Michigan Panthers? I'm like, wait, the team that Jeff Fisher coaches? I'm like, nobody watches this anymore. Okay, okay. <laughs> so they cut off the truck race coverage really early, yeah. really quick. And I, again, I, I didn't know more about the details of USFL. I didn't realize it. Every game is played in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. So you're starting Philadelphia versus Michigan, 10 o'clock p.m. in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. And it looked like a COVID game. It looked worse than a COVID game. It's crazy. But back to the ratings and stuff. I mean, like, look, at this point, you know, there have been there's just so many factors that have led us to this point to where F1, you know, like, hey, they're they're starting to, to give NASCAR a, a bit of a, a run for its money in terms of the uh, ratings demographics and stuff. Like, I mean, F1's video games, a video game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the closest thing to a good NASCAR game we have is about to be made by IDK player. <laughs> and that's just the truth. I'm sorry. Like, look, Ignition was terrible. But, hey, look, like, it, it was, but it, that game it goes was so, a long way. It was so bad, though, that IDK player basically said, all right, I'm just going to create my own game. So, look, that, that says it all right there. And then also F1, like you said, Jared, the glitz and the glamour and stuff. Like, look, F1, it's racing product. I do find it, like, somewhat entertaining to me. It I can mean, be. It can be entertaining and stuff. But, obviously, from, a, you know, growing up as a stock car fan and stuff, my personal favorite is always going to be stock cars. Don't get me wrong. I love watching IndyCar and F1 racing. But stock car racing, for me, that's my personal bread and butter. You know what I mean? So... Um, but you know, the way that it, they just market themselves though, like, like they just, you know, that's, like, like that's all that it is. Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton had like said this on good morning America last weekend. He was like, I would always come to America and stuff. And I just couldn't understand why more people just weren't into formula one like that. And I had thought about that for a little while too, as well. But then now, you know, li- boom, Liberty media comes in and all of a sudden they just know how to market the sport to the masses out here in this country. And now starting to get a bit of a following. Like, look, even my little brother, who's not even into sports like that, he even asked me, like, uh, like who Lando Norris was and stuff. Because he had saw Lando Norris streaming and stuff. And he's like, hey, is this, like, some race car driver or something like that? So, look, the drivers know how to market themselves, which in turn, which in return helps, you know, put more eyes on the sport in general. And then F1 knows how to market themselves. So, overall, I think NASCAR, they just have to step up their game and stuff, too. I mean... 
it said, I don't know, like, I just found it fitting that Throwback Weekend was on this weekend, this particular weekend, because it's like, look, while NASCAR's throwing it back to the past, like, hey, like, look at this, like, hey, look at this scheme, you know, it used to look good, it used to race back in the day and stuff, F1, I feel like, is, like, moving in a different direction, they're innovating, innovating a bit more, not saying NASCAR hasn't made any steps to innovate its sport, but... Look, yeah, F one. I get it. The F one is in a totally is on a totally different level when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I think Formula One, it's like the perfect marketing package. I mean, it's glitz you, worldwide, world it's, championship. Yeah, and you think about it, every track gets one race. Mm-hmm. Every track is an event. It's new, yeah, it's and the mm-hmm. they have twenty drivers that that's a hell of a lot easier to market than 40 plus. Um, you know, they, they showcase their personalities, who they are. You know every single driver in that field. They're showing during the broadcast, they're checking in on all 20 of them at some point. And I, with what they've done with Netflix, it just it feels like they're the trendy, that they know exactly what their product is. They know how to deliver it. And NASCAR, I don't know. It always feels like they're five, 10 years behind where they need to be. Well, I think this is kind of an interesting comment here. I see in our chat, uh, Augustine Solly said, hey, new NASCAR fan here coming from F1. NASCAR is racing. F1 is pure drama and show. Racing is quite boring there. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I mean, I also see that aspect too. It's just... Again, it's just the way that they have marketed themselves, though. You know? They sell the drama. Yeah, they that, sell that's it. what you're. Even if the drama's real or not, they still sell it, though. That's what they do, you know. And honestly, I mean, again, you can also go back to the whole broadcasting deal and stuff too. Also playing into effect, like you know, you get this whole goofy, you know, that atmosphere is... on NASCAR and Fox, while F1's broadcasting team is more serious. It's you know? so much better. Mm-hmm. It's just so much more pleasant to watch, like. I, okay, I like Clint Boyer. I liked him when he was racing. I, I, you know, I liked him when he first got into the booth. But it's getting to the point where it's like this redneck, uh, over the top. And they tell too him to much. do that too because when he when he decides to be an analyst, he's a very good analyst. Like I think he's a lot yeah. better. He's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. But Fox, they want him to play that role of like, yeehaw, look at there, ah! yeah. yeah like, it's just, it, I'm sorry. Like, look, that type of stuff would have worked in, like, the early 2000s when you were at your peak and stuff. But, like, they're still trying these bits from, like, the early 2000s, man. Like, it's just, it's not going to fly today, man. And, and and they know that. I think they heard a lot of the criticism. That's why I feel like, you know, they had done a couple of pre-race shows up in person for Talladega and for Dirt Bristol. I think that had some something to do with it to an extent. And then they kind of just went back to the old boring pre-race shows from, like, the Charlotte area. So, look. Well, yeah. we, we can we can talk about that more later. Let's talk about that more later. But let's talk about how the how the fans thought about this one, Jared. Yeah, I was just about to say. I just want to point it yeah. out. In conclusion, we'll see how that all shakes out and stuff for the future of racing in uh, America. But let's move on really quick, Jared. Let's move on to the poll, the famous iceberg poll. Jared, was this a new poll record or no? No poll record. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, wait till the second half of the year. Yeah, um, gotcha. yeah so we had uh, about 15,000 votes this week. So thank you guys for uh, for voting. 
Uh, 41% each of, uh, said that it was great and good. So 82% of you thought positively of this race. Uh, 12% of you said it was an average race. 2% said below average and 3% said bad. So uh, we're sitting at 5% negative. Uh, looking, you know, we always wait till the end for the first one and then we go to a negative one. Let's do it. First comment right now. Who do you think did it? First count. Oh, oh, we're going to change it up. Positive or negative? Yeah, positive oh. or negative is Denny Delivers, Return of the negative, King. Negative, negative, negative. Neutral, it's a meme. What, what do you think, Michael? Uh, I guess I'll go positive. All right. He says, Kyle Bush comes to a stop before going behind pit wall, dot, dot, dot. Flashbacks of three counts of cone murder. <laughs> Again, oh, it was a meme. Damn, neutral, right. it's a meme. You're right. Yes. Uh, so looking at some of these comments here, I'll go through a couple before we get to the fun negative ones. Uh, Irex Rampage says, as a William Byron fan, worst race ever. As an objective <laughs> fan, one of Darlington's best races. I'd agree. I agree I, I'd say it, it's definitely up there. Um, Tank Slapper says, Darlington sure lived up to its reputation. Only 23 cars finishing is rare in modern non-super speedway NASCAR. I agree there. Mm -hmm. Jacob Hale says, I just wanted to see Jeff Gordon's paint scheme back in victory lane. I asked for so little. Great race. Kind of going down a little bit away from the top voted ones. Uh, Tanner Wilburn says, 9 out of 10. Joey can't win a race unless it's a bad arrow package, stupid track conditions, or running into a guy. Uh, Joe, Joey Legano doesn't get twenty eight wins off. Yeah, that, but... like I know, I, 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 I know you hate yeah. him, but come on, give well, him some props. <laughs> he forgot rain, the first uh, yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Jam underscore plays underscore game says, as a diehard William Byron fan, I had zero issues with what Logano did. Great race. Well, I like the oh, objectivity. Okay. Hey, hey, I like that. Okay, hey. a little different. That's cool. Uh, Will says, Darlington is the best track, and NASCAR consistently puts on a great race. One of the best, definitely. Um, let's see. Yeah, we have more people saying great race. Uh, Jonathan Zorline says, Crazy to think that Hendrick Motorsports still hasn't won at Darlington since 2012. I wonder who won that one. Oh, I remember. Uh, that, Dan, that was the last time they won there? Holy crap. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. Yep. Wow. I mean, they were close. I think Junior finished second in 14. He did. He um, did. Yeah. But, yeah, no, they haven't won since then. I'm going to scroll down a bit because I want to see the ultra negative. <laughs> There's been more comments put in since of course. Uh, I loaded it up. There's, I mean, towards the, even towards the bottom, people are just like, Joey Dale Earnhardt Logano. Um, <laughs> how did Haley get third? Good since HMS driver didn't win. Meh. And then the bottom one is from Stuff R Us. Says, idiot move by Logano. That's all he put. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we had so. a, a ton of interesting comments, of course. But is that it? Is that it for the poll? All the yeah, comments? that's it, buddy. <laughs> Thank you guys for once again commenting on the famous Iceberg Poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. So really quick, we have a couple more races uh, to just glance over and then and, we'll and the Super Chats. Really, there's not much to say no, on either of these. I was just about to say, so for the Xfinity Series race, um, I was at the fairgrounds. I didn't see a single lap of it. So It you was guys, good. Yeah, yeah. So it you was, guys, it was, yeah, well, what was it like? 
Uh, so it was, it was very racy. It was kind of like the Xfinity races at Darlington last year. Um, it was really, it was a JRM show. I mean, Justin Allgaier was the class of the field, even if, even if he didn't lead every lap, he like, he went from the back and made his way up to the front mm-hmm. and he did so at like an insane clip. And what was different about him versus everyone else is everyone was trying to ride the wall where he was kind of dominating the corner and driving the track differently. Oh. It was really interesting to see the difference of driving styles this week. Again, something another great thing about Darlington is you can you can drive the track differently depending on what your driving style is. So and it's pretty fun. Side note: shout out to all of us except Eric picking Chase Elliott, who wasn't even under race. Yeah, Chase Elliott missed y'all guys. <laughs> like even the chat guys, we lost points too. F's in the chat, y'all. So Eric got the win by default in that one. Yeah, so we had lost yeah. some points. Everybody did. So man, that's funny. That's funny. But uh, as for the truck race, man, Carson Hosefar, man, when will he catch it? When will he catch a break, man? Oh no, Darren, when will you stop tweeting? I didn't tweet about it this time, though. Man. <laughs> no, Just but you thought about tweeting. Stop thinking about drivers. <laughs> oh my gosh! But Carson Hosefar, he's been one. He's been a driver I've been very high on for a while. But um, Eric had told us that um, um, he had uh, found out that uh, him and um, his uh, teammate uh, Ross Chastain they had um, identical setups. So mm-hmm. looking back. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't even know Chastain was racing in the Truck Series race at the time. Looking back, yeah, I, I probably should have either picked Chastain or Josefar for that. I mean, Chastain, he was up. He was competing for the win until that final restart. But, but yeah, man, just Carson Josefar, man. He is going to be a stud. But, hey, congrats to John under Nemechek. Um Oh, yeah, and also some um, very interesting yeah. post-race stuff as well. So, 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 I, so I want to I say this. Uh, the, the, the note we have here. A beer or something was thrown at John Hunter Nemechek. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've harped on this all I can. What more do we need to say? Just go back to Victor Lane interviews. Gee, you think after you know the whole you know let's go run situation at Talladega, you know you think that would be the thing that it's it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna take. And I hate to, I, I, I hate to say it if, if if Bubba Wallace gets a win that's oh. not that's not rain. It, 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 if it ends up like Jeff Gordon, 2004 Talladega, that's what it's going to take at this point. Look, it's going to take something like really bad to happen because look, I mean, look, the whole, let's, you know, the whole Brendan Brown situation that sucked because I mean, that could very well be his first, his first and only career, you know, win in NASCAR. And it's always going to be remembered for that, unfortunately. And then now you have some douchebag throwing something in the stands and that was a that was a full beer he did get arrested i found out later okay i found out on nascar reddit later there was a a, i think it was a woman that was sitting near him and he basically was (laughs) sworn by police trying to leave so good good but yeah it's like how how many yeah how many times are we going to have to have something happen on the front stretch for it to be like you know maybe Maybe front stretch interviews should be like stuff that happens organically, like if a car breaks or if it's just in the yeah. moment or a championship, like make it special kind of thing. You know what I liked? Like, yeah, organic moments like that. For a while, Carl Edwards was going up into the crowd and like celebrating with them for a little bit. That was or that was organic fan engagement. Yeah. You know, I we don't have to force it. Look, I miss 
I miss the Victory Lane interviews so much. It's just yeah. it's it's so weird seeing them do the interviews and then go into commercial and then right as they come back from commercial, you see the driver celebrating. I'm like, no, no, we should be coming back from commercial to see the driver celebrating live and then you NBC. Yeah. NBC, are you listening? Yeah, look, hey, NBC, <laughs> you have a this is your chance, NBC Sports. You have a chance to capitalize. Dell Jr., we know you can hear us. Save us. Yeah, just save us, guys. Save us from all this trouble because I guarantee you the drivers. There's, there's gonna be a post race that goes really bad and then on that very day you're gonna be wishing to go back to uh to victory lane interviews so i mean i'm waiting for the day i see every single week that cameraman that has to run out there yeah the driver doing the burnout cannot possibly see them i'm scared they're gonna get hit that's what i was thinking i'm like yeah the drivers they're in the moment they're in the moment they just won and then all of a sudden they they just hire a man on a with a death wish it's like hey you want to go run in you want to go run in front of a car with you know 700 horsepower yeah sure (laughs) sure. well what 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 do i what what kind of stuff do i get any like padding or anything or you just like gonna tell them like (laughs) no just run into the smoke and hope for the best and 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 by, the way, and by the way, that camera costs like over $3,000. And if you break it, you're Don't buying drop it. it. <laughs> Don't drop the camera neither. And also yeah. one final thing from the race. Matt Crafton got, uh, he got DN, um, he got, hold on, uh, excuse me. He got DQ'd. Yeah, he got DQ'd. I was, I was about to say DNQ'd. I'm like, no, he's not Norm Benning. Come on now. He got DQ'd. Oh, low, low. <laughs> I know. Low, blow, low, 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 low. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Crucify me in the chat. Very low blow. But anyways, Matt Crafton got DQ'd from his fifth place finish in that race for his truck being too low so hey shout out to the onion ninth place the on- Wait, todd bodine oh that's yes, right sir. that's right he got a top 10 wow that's right hey welcome back to todd bodine uh, as junior called him back in the 90s cue ball <laughs> that's what he said not me but hey shout out to him bro he's a he's a legend todd bodine is for sure Anyways, that'll do it for our race reviews. Right now, we are at that point in the show where I'm about to read super chats from viewers like you. Thank you for funding me on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I'll get you a timer. Let me get it pulled up here. And I'll mute myself because I need to go turn something off real quick. Okay, let me know when the timer starts and I will get started. Three, two, one, go. All right, let's begin. Eugene Krabs with a $10 super chat. If you're looking for a business that hates Harvick, come on down to the Krusty Krab. We have finally retire Harvick fries, boo Harvick burgers, and boo doo-doo head Harvick dumplings. Also, <laughs> Brooks burgers. Awesome. Yeah, the Harvick hate continues, I see. Jar Jar Binks with the $2 super chat. Misa thinks DB is a mama great boo-boo do do head uh kh kevin harvick <laughs> wait who's db who would db be matt or- me me no i yeah would it be, <laughs> is it is it danny b is that what he means i don't know <laughs> clarify for us in the chat later jar jar binks is my hero with the one dollar super chat thanks man and then clone racing with the two dollar super chat hope to run into you guys at gateway god bless i believe you'll run into a couple of us from the podcast there for sure uh-huh. Yes, I'll keep that. So keep that in mind. Isaac with the two $2 Super Chats. Thanks, man. First one says Logano is a more dirty racer than Chick Hicks. Ah, and that's debatable. That's debatable right there. And also, Logano is more likable than Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hey, depending on who you ask in the chat, I think they'll agree with you. But I appreciate it. Twisted underscore nipples with the $20 Super Chat. I love that, man. Thanks. He says, Jimmy! 
Jamai! Panel of YouTube goats tonight. Thanks to all of you for the awesome content to watch on the road. 48 fan for life here. So glad to see Michael join the show. I've stolen half your cup driver nicknames. Yeah, you have, a, you have a bunch of nicknames for drivers. I see. Yeah, I, I, I think I got one for all of them. <laughs> Groovy Goose with the $5 super chat. What's happening, everybody? Michael watches Driven for the first time here. Spin the UFO honk. Yeah, you got to watch Driven for one of your videos. <laughs> That's a good video. That would be a good movie to make fun of. Really oh, oh no, I know. Yeah, I know yeah, what movie you know, you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> Firefly 13 with the $5 super chat. I didn't know that Big Machine had a race team, racing team. Yep. But now I have a new team to root against. <laughs> what did they, what, what they did? What did they Tyler, do? Whoa, almost done. <laughs> what they did to Tyler after she made them is disgusting. Taylor. Taylor. Taylor after ma she made them is disgusting. Wait, wait, what? I don't know. There's a backstory to this. I don't know what Taylor it is, Swift. I'm uh, sorry that I know that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Could you explain more of that? First? <laughs> big, big, big Machine is a record label here in Nashville. Oh, got you, got you. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Well, we got time for a few more. Super chats. You got, you got ten seconds. You oh, got one. All right, one more time. One more. Got a little time for one more super chat. GN with a two dollars super chat. Michael, thoughts on Jimmy's IndyCar career? Time. Uh. Texas was good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, that's your only memory. That's Texas. Was... Basically, Tex the Tex Ovals. Te Texas, Texas Motor Speedway. That's his best memory. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was yeah. nice when he reset his wrist, crashing for a second time. Uh, I kind of isn't Ed Carpenter the one that only runs ovals? Yeah, like, I kind of, I kind of want him to take that route. I thought things were turning around at the end of last season on those road courses, he was starting to run a little bit He's just better, having fun. But... He's just having fun at this point. Yeah, yeah. But on the yeah. ovals, though, I feel like the ovals, he can definitely podium, though. That's where his, uh, that's where his talent really shines, for sure. Y'all saw I'm him looking at forward the, uh, to the Indy 500. Yeah, the Indy 500, he looked very promising uh, in the uh, first couple of days of testing. So Don't jinx him. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, you we'll keep see. his name out of your mouth. <laughs> but anyways, I am drive. I am driving eleven hours to go and see that race in person just for him. Uh, you do not talk about keep him. his name out of your mouth. But anyways, that'll do it for super chats for now. I will read the rest at the very end of the show. Thank you guys so much. But really quick, before we move on to the lightning round, this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Lionel Racing, the official diecast of NASCAR. Order the new 2022 diecast of your favorite NASCAR driver now mm. at LionelRacing.com or and any authorized Lionel retailer. So let's get into it now. That, that, that is a new one for Jarrett. Yeah, Jarrett, you Looking start us good. off, man. That looks great. Which well, it's from... One of the best drivers in NASCAR, Kevin Harvick. Um, Our chat loves him so much. Oh, yes, totally. Um, I, I like this car because, uh, I'll be real, it looks really good. It looks a lot better than the Millennial car. Um, and I just I saw it at Daytona back in 2020 in August, and I was like, I need to have this one. So I have it now, and... Uh, Maybe it'll give good vibes for Harvick and he'll win this week because our chat loves Harvick. Yes, they love him. They love him. I mean, I love, this I love is all the, the different one things. I got. Oh, like, yeah. Michael, what do you have? I got a 
Jamai's IndyCar. Mm. Just talking about him. So uh, nice. there it is. That's the close. I have other ones, but this is the closest one I have. Yes, that's really nice. There was that from last year or this year. I don't know. I think that's I, don't, from, I don't know. I think from, it looks it looks last year. It's just it's just it's just Jemai. It's, it's just, just Gem- I I see Jemai. I buy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, bro. Danny. So I took a trip to East Tennessee this weekend to see my family, but along the way, I stopped into JP's NASCAR outlet in Crossville, Tennessee, mm. and I picked up something that I have never had in my collection until now. This big chunker. Whoa. Whoa. 118th scale Jeff Gordon, 2002. He had quite a few 118th scale options, and I debated between a couple of them. I was I came down to a 2003 Dell Jr. and this one, but something about just the nostalgia of these these flames because Jeff Gordon originally was the first driver I started rooting for in NASCAR when I started watching. Something about the just the look of this classic Dupont Flames look just has always appealed to me. And mm. you know this 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 thing is huge. He's until you actually uh, until you actually get one, you don't appreciate the uh, amount of detail that goes into such a massive car like this, and they weigh a ton. Huge. Huge. Huge did, did anybody else feel like some kind of way seeing that 24 this weekend? Like, that brought me back. Oh, I that loved was, it. Yeah, it was that great. was a really good-looking car. Yeah, even on the next gens with the number not center. I mean, it still looked good, in my opinion. Um, oh, yeah. This is definitely the most random car out of the, um, the, the four of us. David Gilliland's rookie car. Or, or, no, he wasn't a rookie that year, actually. No, never mind. So it, In 07? I don't know. It doesn't have the rookie stripes on the back. Then it'd be 07, because yeah. he was he had the rookie stripes in 06. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. So his um from his only full-time season, or no, not his only full-time season, but his first full-time season uh, with Robert Yates racing in 2007, this was the year before Eminem switched over to Kyle Busch. So David Gilliland at the time, he was being hyped up as like one of the next big things and stuff, even though in reality he was just a journeyman driver who happened to win a a Bush race at Kentucky in 2006. And then all of a sudden, Robert Yates is like, boom, he's the future. Gets rid of uh, Elliot Sadler and boom, he's in the ride. Um, So David Gilliland, to me, he's a very interesting driver. I don't know whether to label him as either a random driver or a NASCAR bus. So let me know down in the chat in the chat and... I'll get a video on one of those topics. But, yep, this is David Gilliland's M&M's car from 2007. Definitely one of the most random cars in my collection, for sure. Daytona 500 pole winner right Oh, there. that's right. Yes, he did win the Daytona 500 pole. So, hey, there you go. Adds a little something to it. And Robert Yates, him and Ricky Rudd, actually, um, they were on the front row for that year's 500. So, very interesting. But, anyways, that segment of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast was brought to you by Lionel Racing. Don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecast at a Walmart near you. Hey, Darian. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling something? I don't know. It feels a little cold out here. It feels a little cold. But no, wait, no. Now it's starting to get a little hot. Now I'm starting to get some shivers. Now I'm starting to get some shivers again. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? I should warn everyone right now, if I'm fidgeting around, it's because it's back into the 90s up here. It's 82 in the garage, and the fly is back. So just letting everybody know. Oh, um, man. Man, you want mm, the fly. Mm, yeah, the fly's back. That's right. Well, 
there's only a couple things, but they are relatively big things. Number one is that William Byron has signed a three-year extension with Hendrick Motorsports through 2025. Um, then there is something for any of you wanting to go to the 2023 Daytona 500 because Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has signed a tax break for Daytona 500 tickets uh, to not have a sales tax included on them, according to the Daytona Beach hmm. News Journal. So expect ticket prices to be raised about 8.5% or however much it was. Hmm. Um, Chase Elliott will be racing at Sharon Raceway for the SRX season finale this summer. And Ghost, the band Ghost, is pre-selling a Bailey Curry style number four Ghost car on a t-shirt with uh, the lead singer, and it's called the Papa Driver T-shirt. It's on their website right now. If you want to get that, it doesn't have Eric's out of the groove on it, but it has all the ghost logos and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, really I, good. I, I do expect a certain six foot seven guy to get one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yep. But yep. as Staffing for that, up. as for that, that is the lightning round. I'm getting. I look like I've been struck by lightning. I'm so red because I'm sweating <laughs> out here. <laughs> But anyways, that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, back to the show. Oh, and then the uh, Lightning Round is also brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more for do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers. Trust me, I'm neither of those, but Forney has everything for all of you uh, for your next project. So shop Forney's top of the line products at forneyind.com or an authorized Forney industry dealer near you. That is F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com uh, for an authorized or an authorized Forney dealer near you. Darian, what do we uh what do we what do we got next? Dang. So I was about to say, do we have any sort of news next? But then I checked the itinerary and basically nothing. Like, hey, guys, sorry. We tried to find more stuff to talk about, but hey, it's just a slow news week. What can I tell you? So instead of more news to talk about, we are going to go straight into podcast picks and the race preview as well. This weekend, we are racing at Kansas, the one and only Kansas Speedway. Jared, you've been there in person. What is it like being there? I've never been there before. It is a very, very nice track. They uh, renovated it in 2012 with the repave. Uh, the infield is top of the line, a lot newer than uh certain other track that I love from 2001. Uh, <laughs> but, but outside of it's really good. It's just altogether a very top of the line facility. Uh, great fans. Uh, usually pretty good racing. So I, I, I have high hopes this week, personally. Yeah, we'll see what happens for sure. Uh, so let's go over all three races. Um, there's going to be a truck, Xfinity, and... Two races. Oh, no. two oh races. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. Two races. Sorry about that. How long you been doing this? <laughs> sorry about that. I saw. I thought I saw three. Um, leave me alone. Leave me alone, Mike. But anyways... <laughs> Anyways, the Kansas Weekend Preview. So the name for the NASCAR Truck Series race is called the Heart of America 200. 134 laps in total. The start time is 8 p.m. Eastern Time on FS1 and MRN Radio. The weather for Saturday is 85 degrees, intervals of um, uh, so cl- of sun and clouds. Um, 7% chance of rain, so not nothing to, to not too much to worry about. And the defending race winner is Kyle Busch. As for the cup race on Sunday, the Advent Health 400, 267 laps total. Start time for that race is 3 p.m. 
on FS1 slash MRN Radio. Uh, 78 degrees, morning showers, with a 70% chance chance of rain, however. Uh, Defending race winner is also Kyle Busch, and in the booth this weekend is going to be Jamie McMurray. And also, um, before we get into the uh, the picks and stuff, let's go over the betting odds for this weekend's race. Darian's betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And the odds are very, very close, and you'll see why in a second. First through fourth on this list are basically tied in terms of favorites. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and Chase Elliott, all four of them are entering this weekend at plus 700 odds to win. So Vegas they thinks very highly of these four. So if you want to place a bet to, for these four to win, they might be uh, surefire picks. And then in fifth, the last of the favorites is William Byron at plus 1,000. <clears> Excuse me. And as for the best of the rest... Ross Chastain and Martin Truex Jr. are also plus 1,000. And then Joey Logano is sitting um, at the last spot in the best of the rest at plus 1,200. So Vegas, they think there's going to be a lot of competitive racers this weekend. And hey, I don't blame them. That's a pretty stacked list. As for the underdogs, though, Christopher Bell at plus 2,000. Chase Briscoe plus 3,000. Eric Jones plus 3,500. Austin Cindric plus 6,000. And this is a really long shot, but y'all saw how he performed at Dover, so he can might be able to kick it up a notch anywhere. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. enters this weekend at plus 15,000 odds to win. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we saw what he did at Dover, but hey, I don't know. I don't know if he could do that how at do Kansas, you, but... How do you sell that to your sponsors? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a plus 1,500 odds. <laughs> so, it's 15, interesting. 15,000. It's it's, it's interesting, interesting going into this race. This is the first race we've had on a track in this kind of configuration since what Las Vegas. Yep. 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 First mile and a half we've seen in a while. So, and we saw we love the uh, the project on the uh, mile and a half with the next gen. So we'll see how they race this weekend. But really quick before we get into picks, one last thing: the NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy Standing. So really quick, the top five. 24 for life is now the points leader. He is only four points ahead of second place runner Trevor Sports 98. In third, not too far back, is Toyota Tough. In fourth is 48 Nation. And rounding out the top five is UGR2. So a very competitive battle in the podcast, or no, in the uh, fantasy pick points um, for the um, NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League. But for the podcast pick points... It's close. Well, at least for some, it's close. <laughs> I guess let's just put it that way. Uh, it's a it's a pretty close battle amongst the top two right now. It's a, it's, it's a battle for the bottom too. I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll point that out a little bit too. But um, so Eric Eastep currently has a total of 200, 204 points so far this season, and in second, not too far behind him, is the chat. You guys, the chat minus six. So just imagine if uh, if Elliot had actually raced and stuff, it would be a whole lot closer then. It'd be minus one because yeah. since all of us picked the same one, we all would have got second, yeah. five extra points. So hey, that, let's hope that doesn't come back to haunt us, especially the chat since you guys are so close. Um, right now, rounding out the podium, I am currently P3 minus 25. So I'm not too far back, but I'm not as close as the chat, of course. So, But then in fourth and fifth place spot, it's a totally different story. But guess what? The good news is Danny's outside the basement as he's in P4. The bad news is he's not too far out. He's currently in fourth at minus 60. And Jarrett, the defending podcast points pick champion, so, 
is mm. minus 62. And so what happened here is I got off the couch in the basement to go check the laundry and Jared just laid on take a nap in the basement now. Basically, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, hey, I got my on? championship. Who yeah. cares? Well, I'm about to ask, is there any way you can uh, get the season turnaround boys? I mean, we still got a, a, a bit of a ways to go. I think you can turn. Around. I got it. I got you right where I want you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, old Norm Benning would say he's got him right where he wants him. <laughs> Exactly. My uncle Rick would say. But hey, look, look. If I were Jarrett, I wouldn't care either. He already has his his championship, so he can afford to have a bad this. Season. This was the weekend last year that set me off mm-hmm. into the summer because yeah. I, I I picked Kyle Busch in both races. So and he, and he was just he was gone from there, and nobody could seem to catch him. So guys, just sweeping. If you can sweep a weekend, you can get a lot of points. Let's just put it that way. But anyways, those are the uh, the pick points. Uh, let's go over the pick order really quick. So. Um, Jared, I'll talk has, for Eric. So yeah, yeah. Jared's going to talk for Eric. I'll go second. Danny third, Jared fourth. Uh, Michael, you're going to be the guest pick. And for this year's points, uh, for the, uh, the points in the podcast picks, um, we don't count the guest picks, but basically you're going to be like a cup driver racing in Xfinity, if that makes sense. So you're going to take oh. some points away. Oh but yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. We're not really going to count you though. So, but Hey, you can still make an effect in the championship because who was it? Jeff Faviano we had on, he picked Hamlin yep. to win. Yeah. So, and that you know took away some of the max points for us, so yeah, you can still make it fun. You can I'll be try. like you could be like <laughs> Jimmy Johnson leeching in Xfinity, only you would actually have a better chance of winning in Xfinity. Right? I mean, I mean, could, could Michael? I, could, I could can't Michael, argue with that. Could Michael theoretically just pick Jimmy Johnson? I mean, I mean, theor- yeah, but don't pick Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> He's not racing. I mean, I mean, well, you but never, I want to. No, <laughs> you, you, know, you never know when we when they need a backup driver, and he's the only option. No, 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 no. Pick a real driver, please. But anyways, <laughs> all right, let's get right into it, y'all. The first pick of the night, the Truck Series race. Who is going to win? Jarrett, you have Eric's pick. Who's going to win? Uh, Eric has picked someone who's tried, true, and tested when it comes to these types of tracks, and that is John Hunter Nemechek. Yes, I was about to pick John Hunter, Nem- Hunter Nemechek. I was about to say Hummer Nemechek. John Hunter Nemechek as well. Uh oh, oh it's me now. I'm not used to this. No, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh I am going a little bit more risk risky and the 17 truck has proved that they can do it when some people are different in it. And hey, he's he's impressed me in the Xfinity series. I think he can show up and steal a truck win. I'm going to say Riley Herps actually. Wow. Wow. Um I, I need to make up some spots, so I'm going to go with the tried true tested pick two of John Hunter Nemechek. <laughs> yeah, I probably regret that one, but Michael, I am currently looking up my picks uh, Twitter because he posted something earlier. I'll see if I can find it. Uh, of course, it's not coming. Basically, he posted a picture of his truck saying uh, "all in," like it's the win or he's wrecking. Carson Hosovar. I saw that too. Yeah, Carson Hosovar. So, chat, who will you guys be picking? Oh, wait, hold on. I see. I saw a couple of Haley Degas. Wait, guys, chat, chat. You better be careful. I dare you. Chat, you better be careful, y'all. Y'all better be careful. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually saying like. Yeah, I'm seeing a couple. All right, well, no, now it's the same two guys. I don't know. I don't know if I can. I'm saying more for the 18. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot for the 18. Well, here's the thing. They were going John Hunter Nemechek till we picked. This is why the chat picks last Mm -hmm. is so that you guys have the advantage and not picking the same as us. Okay, give them Chandler smith i see a lot of it so let's all see. right yeah yeah i see a lot of 18 so chandler smith it is y'all 
I know, I see MVR is like trying to pick Deacon so bad. He's trying to ruin y'all's chances in the chat there. Oh my gosh. Alright, so now on to Cup Series picks. Who is going to suck? Jarrett, speaking for Eric, <laughs> to start us off. Oh, Eric, Eric didn't put in Dark Horse or Suck picks. Oh, he didn't. Oh, okay. yeah. So, okay. so yeah. if you're yeah. gone, you don't need to put those okay. in. So Darren, you're up. Alright, so who's going to suck? Uh, I mean, he's a long shot for a reason. He's, um, plus 1,500 to, or no, excuse me, plus 15,000 to win the rookie Stenhouse Jr. it is. Uh, he might have won here back in 2019, but this team is not at the point where it needs to be Brad Kozlowski. Uh, I'm going to go with somebody who really does, you know, didn't perform too hot at Vegas, hasn't been too good overall. Uh, even after having the hottest start anyone could have in the first race of the year, I'm going Austin Sindrick as my mm. suck pick. Michael, um, it kind of took mine. You can you can pick this. <laughs> well, you can reuse that. Yeah, when, yeah, when that, in doubt, because... go with Cole Custer. <laughs> oh, perfect, Cole Custer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, poor guy. If there's anything that's a guarantee in this world, it's that Cole Custer is going to run better. I, I hope, it, I, it, I hope it, he runs better. It is a toss up between the 41 and 11, but I'm seeing more 41. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of 41s. <laughs> oh my God. It is. It's a 41. Might as well give him Custer. Man. Thank you. Hey, dude, thank goodness, like, the suck picks aren't for any, like, sort of points because if you, because if you keep getting the suck picks right, it's like, Cole Custer is an easy <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> points day every day. Guaranteed good points day. We're just going for a good points day out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So now moving on to underdogs. Uh, so I will go first. Uh, my underdog pick this weekend, hey, you know, I spoke highly of him last weekend. He stepped up to the plate, um, you know, to get some of those points. He's minus five right now. But, man, Eric Jones, watch out. He's going to he's gonna get another top ten. I, I'll even say ball prediction, too. He'll run inside the top five for some of the races. Ooh, ooh that's how that's how much I think of him. Highly I think of him. So, Eric Jones. I'm going to say for my underdog pick, I'm going to say uh, he, he, he was really good here back in 2018, but it didn't work out. But he's having a solid season so far. This year. I'm going to say Eric Amarola could be a dark horse for a top five, maybe flirt with a win. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with somebody who has sat in that bottom half of the top 10 level at Kansas for a while. Uh, somebody who's done the same at Las Vegas this year. And in general, just has done this this year. Uh, this guy could have a flare up, but I don't see him, you know, competing for a win, but I think he could easily get a top 10 Austin Dillon. Mm -hmm. Go on. Um, my lover. <laughs> He's not out there. Unfortunately, um, who do I want to pick? Well, I guess he would be considered an underdog since he doesn't have a win yet in his career. Tyler Reddick. Mm, that's a good one. You sure you want to pick him though? Because if you pick him now, you can't pick him to win. Remember, that. I got someone else. Okay, 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 okay. So. All right, so Tyler Reddick it is. And then the chat. Oh, it looks like they're going with Tyler Reddick as well. So, hey, chat, remember. We're, we're in sync tonight. Yeah, so, hey, chat, just may, letting y'all know. Y'all can't pick him to win. If you pick. Well, I'm seeing a lot of 99s too, but it looks like it's from the same person. It's a lot of eights. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's see a lot of Reddick. Just give him Reddick as their underdog. Give him okay. Okay. And now for the main event. Who's going to win? Who's going to win at Kansas? 
Oh yeah, I'm going first. Damn. I'm no, you're not. Well, no, Eric is. Oh, oh wait, never mind. That's right. Eric yeah. is picking this time. Okay, <laughs> Eric's picking. Go ahead. Oh, obligatory. How long have you been doing this? I know. <laughs> so we're going to keep on the Tyler Reddick train, uh, but just one car forward or cart forward on it uh, as Eric is picking him to win this race. Wait, who do you pick? I'm sorry. <laughs> kind of... <laughs> said Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I don't know why. I just didn't catch it at all. It kind of blinked out for a second. Oh, okay, so Tyler Reddick. Wow, I mean, hey, Darian sitting there. Darian sitting there rebooting. While See, I'm I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of my pick, and then all of a sudden, I was like, he's like, I want, I, I, I couldn't I, hear I, it all. I'll give you this: if if someone wants to meme it, as there's the freaking fly. Um, <laughs> what you can do is while I'm giving the pick, zoom in on Darian Square and just have like the Windows restart uh, th- yeah. uh, sound play, and then he goes, "I'm sorry, I wasn't listening." Like, what? what I, I, I either that or the Jimmy Neutron thing where he goes, "Funny monkey, ha ha ha." <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so hey, Eric's picking Tyler Reddick. All right, mm-hmm. Let's see how that works. So I will pick. Um, for my win pick, I mean, he's not like the most favorable guy, but I mean, dude, he's been pretty good all year. He's been fast everywhere. It seems like Ross Chastain gets win number three this weekend at Kansas. I feel like he's just going to rip the hell out of that high lane and just scoot on with the victory. So Ross Chastain. Uh, he's having statistically one of his best seasons. He needs some redemption here for a couple times where he's been close. Anyone last track like this? Go hack! <laughs> Alex Bowman. Yeah, there we go. Alex Bowman. Well, I'm, I'm going to stick in the Hendrick family with this one, but this guy led, I think, over 200 laps last year here. He had a great car, just didn't have it all go right for him at Las Vegas. We talked about him earlier. He has been inconsistent, but when he's good, he's really good. I'm going to go Kyle Larson on this one. Mm. Michael. Uh, Moves. Yeah. I, I mean, Don't you wear could, it out. You, there's still a great person in the 48, Michael. <laughs> yeah. I miss the old guy. <laughs> I think uh, I think Larson, He's he needs to turn it around. He needs to get that golden horseshoe stuck back up his ass. It's somewhere. It's it's in it's in the Hendrick Motorsport stable somewhere. They just gotta find it. Being tossed uh, around like a hot potato. Like Jemai had it, and then he bestowed it upon Chase, and then it was stolen from Chase by Kyle last year, and now nobody knows where it went. Um yeah, Kyle. <laughs> All right, chat. Who are y'all picking? I'm seeing. I saw a lot of nines. I say Taco Bell. They got a vote. Yeah, I see a lot of Elliots and a lot of. Kyle it's it's been too. it's been Elliot like the whole time. I it's see, not been the same. I mean, I, I, I see, see a lot of. 18s. I see a lot of eighteen. Yeah, I see some eighteens. I, I I would do a a poll between eighteen and nine. Yeah, Elliot yeah. versus Elliot versus KFB. It is poll. Oh. Yeah, let it run. Answer me. Let it run during the super yeah. chat. So I will put it in really quick, and then I will reply like to these super chats. Give me a second, guys. But yeah, no chat is pretty clear. They want one of those two. Okay. So let me obviously the two most popular drivers. <laughs> so Paul, right, one of see. them. <laughs> let's see, nine and eighteen. 
Okay. Let's go. And is the poll up? Yes, it is up right now. So that'll conclude race picks. I'm going to read the rest of the super chats I had gotten. Uh, appreciate you guys. Give me all the super chats. Thank you so, so much. All right, let's scroll all the way down. There we go. All right, let's start again. Gordon, the big engine with the $10 super chat. As a Logano fan, I will admit what he did was dirty, but honestly, did you expect anything else? Mm, yeah, good point. Nope. Joey using the bumper is as expected as James bringing about his sp splendid red paint. James bringing about his splendid red paint. That's a reference to something. I don't know what it is. It's, it's Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, dang it. Because of the, yeah. He, duh, he's, he's Gordon. Duh, that's right. That's right. Okay, got you. I didn't, I didn't watch too much Thomas the Tank Engine growing up, but thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> uh, Gavin Adcock with the $5 Super Chat. I don't want to sound rude, but did anyone actually expect Logano... Um, not to bump Byron um, out of the way. Eh, I mean, eh. I mean, like, look, people weren't surprised, but they were just disappointed, I guess. <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, and Mortal with the $5 Super Chat. I feel like when Darian yells the lightning round, he is going super siren. <laughs> Saiyan. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy with it, man. I just go, I just scream a bunch. I just scream a lot with it. Andrew Mayer with the $5 super chat. Kyle Bush, enter the Darlington garage area normally challenge. Impossible. Very hard. <laughs> yeah, when you can't turn the car, it's definitely impossible for sure. If the garage was at the end of the pit lane, he would have made it. Mm -hmm. Melon Smasher won with the $5 super chat. Happy Jar Jar Appreciation Month, everyone, and congrats to Joey on the win. And just gotta remind everyone, Ratatouille is overrated. <laughs> oh, I picked the wrong one to set up. Oh man, Eric's not here. He's not here to say. Oh my gosh, they're not letting him forget that too. That's funny. Leon's Automotive with the two dollar super chat. Uh, um, Sha though. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. It says Shadow underscore twelve o two racing. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I guess he's, I guess he's telling somebody happy birthday, but I'm not sure what this is in reference to. It just says shout out to the number twelve Odie's racing group. Happy birthday. So must be some group, I guess he's shouting out. So happy birthday to whoever's in that group. Um, Irvin Alvarado with a ten dollar super chat. Darlington having two dates. Um, was due to the pandemic as um, uh, was due to the pandemic as at this point NASCAR returned after the lockdown. I'm glad that this track has a resurgence with good racing and a classic track with history. Yeah, I agree 100%. And of course, date day 500 champ 15. Thanks for the hundred dollar super chat you sent earlier. Appreciate it. Ryan with the ten dollar super chat. Would have been nice to see the 24 in victory lane considering Jeff Gordon being a seven-time Darlington winner with six of those being Southern 500 wins. Yeah, it would have been nice, but Logano said nope. <laughs> Corvette Racing 48 with a $5 super chat. Byron cleared by Logano. Maybe no. Byron takes him out. Logano on the wall. Caution comes out and the crowd roars. Hey, one can I, wish. Not trying to interrupt, but I think he can go ahead and end the poll. I think it's pretty clear now. Oh, wait, hold on. I haven't even seen it. It, who's hold on let me refresh really quick we'll see who won this one hold on let it refresh let it refresh let it refresh Tell ah you. it's elliot yes it is so we'll end the poll oh what a shock yeah shocker what a shock y'all 
But yeah, so Elliot, that's y'all's pick. No going back now. Nova Stone 12 with the $2 super chat. I would wait for cutoff race for payback if I'm William Byron. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, he could wait. He could wait that long. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. And then Barrett Carpenter with the $2 super chat. F1 went from San Marino GP to Scam Marina GP. Ah. Whoa. Ah, I see Whoa. what you did there. Whoa. I don't know. Uh, he said it was a scam or something, so I don't know. No, just, no, let, just let him get to it. Just let him get to it. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh wait. I don't. Uh, what is just, just, no, keep you, going, just keep you, going. Just keep you, going. You'll, you'll see. You'll <laughs> keep see. going. All right. You'll, yeah, I'll see you later. Sorry. I didn't know what keep going. it was. Keep going. Leon's Automotive with the uh, $5 Super Chat. Oh, this is just another shout out to the OD's Racing Group. Okay. <laughs> yep. And Nova Stone 12 with the $5 Super Chat. I hear about F1 being great, but then I watch. And the race was boring. People complain about NASCAR races being spread out, but okay with it in F1. I guess like people are are they're as uh, they're okay. Some fans are okay with it because I guess the races are shorter. Maybe maybe that's why. But I don't know. Just I mean, it's all on base. It's all based on personal preference. I personally prefer stock car racing, but hey, others prefer open wheel racing. Uh, Preston Frails with the two hour super chat. Chevy is going to have to put noah in cup yeah pretty soon yeah he's, he's performing pretty well so and yeah, they'll have to do that for sure and then xavier castro with the ten dollar and five dollar super chat thanks man i think the biggest problem with f1 versus nascar is the drivers lando norris is on the late night show lewis hamilton was on good morning america nascar drivers are just too bland to corporate america eh, to, he's got a point to a certain extent yeah i could see that to a certain extent um and then the last super chat from him uh, last time a NASCAR driver was on Good Morning America, Kyle Larson talking about his incident. NASCAR drivers just don't attract um, the mainstream anymore. Yeah, he's got a point. I can understand that to an extent, definitely. And let's see, a few more super chats. Let's see, you know. Oh, now I see it. Oh my gosh. Holy crap, dude. We got way more. Oh my gosh. Now I see it again. Dude, day 500 champ again with the hundred <laughs> super chat. <laughs> Holy crap. Thanks, man. You know what? How about we end the night right tonight? LOL. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. Now you know what yeah, I was now saying. Now I see it. Got you. I got you. I thought it was something bad for a second. I'm like, oh, God, what'd I do now? <laughs> no, I appreciate it, bro. And then Jacob the King with the two-hour super chat says, Roots! That's what it says. Well, that's you said it right. Yeah, I know. You, you learned. <laughs> Isaac with the two hour super chat. Wizard of Oz remake with Teresa Earnhardt as Wizard. Six seventy HP package win with the five dollar super chat. I'm hoping for the ninety nine to get the luck he needs. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if he can get it turned around. Groovy Goose with the two hour super chat. Boris said Amber Heard spin the UFO. Jarrett. Yep, spin the UFO, buddy. And then Jake Owens with the $5 Super Chat. Michael's second favorite driver in the boot this weekend. Is that your second favorite? No. Okay. I freaking hate him. <laughs> it's a long story. Don't get me started. Gotta watch the content to understand. Definitely. Yeah. Firefly13 with the $5 Super Chat. Swift. Oh, oh, okay. Taylor Swift built Big Machine from the ground, but then uh, the CEO sold her song rights without allowing her to buy them and forcing her 
to re-record her music. Oh, dang, that sucks. Dang, I didn't know. Okay, now I see. I okay, I understand why you root against them now. Then okay, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, I don't really have a rooting interest either way. So, and then Slay Supersonic with a ten-hour super chat. Hi, BFM, Danny B, and Iceberg. Not, not, no hello to, to, to Root. <laughs> but hi, everyone else. Sorry, I didn't watch the last week. My dad passed away. Oh, I am so sorry. Oh, I, I have am to hear so that. sorry to hear that. I am so sorry for, me, for your loss, buddy. He's at peace now. Yes, at least he's at peace. I, yes, but, I know. But I ain't forget about my boys. Here's $10. Love you guys. Congratulations, Sam, Kyle, and and Sam Bush. Yes, congratulations to them. And the reason I was laughing, another hundred dollar super chat um, from Dave Champ. Oh my goodness! Oh, hold on. Or maybe it might not have updated on my end, or is that the same one? Oh, that's weird. It didn't update on my end, huh? So no, no. Okay, that was the one from earlier. Okay, got you, got you. All right, I don't know. YouTube's being weird. We're almost done. Oh, it's another hundred from someone else. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. To make it clear, uh, day five hundred did give you two one hundred dollars yeah, super CJ chats. Give me two, but then there was another one hundred. Okay. Okay. But now this is from Bullet Train X Seven with a oh hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much, bro. I love all four of you guys. Keep up with the great videos. By the way, BFM, you make a great appearance. Um, by the way, Roots. Also, congrats on kyle bush's second baby absolutely yes thank you so much man uh we're almost done with super chats i promise two more just two more the the dumb uh, uh i can't i can't speak the dumb dumb dom goblin dumb yeah. goblin i was about to say i wanted to say domo goblin for some reason sorry the dumb goblin thank you so much for the two dollar super chat let's get a redneck jesus hell yeah mr mike <laughs> <laughs> what? Hell know. yeah! I never heard anybody call you Mr. Mike either. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's, a, that's funny. No, 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 no. We need that DN. What are you doing? We're oh, done. We're I don't know. I got. He one can too see now. us out with it. He can see us out yeah, with it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. He can see us out. That's all good. And the final super chat of the night from Gordon, the big engine with the five dollar super chat. Stepping. Oh my gosh. Stepping out of character. If Jim I somehow wins. The Indy 500. I will get a tattoo of his car. Whoa, Man, that's crazy. And uh, I can't commit to that. And we have one, one more, one hundred dollars super chat from Day 500 Chat 15. Should I confuse him some more? Hello. Hey, hey I, I appreciate it, bro. God, hey, it's been a crazy night for Super Chat. Hey, so, hey, I appreciate it. Hey, side note, just gonna say Day 500 Chat. Whoever you are, man, behind the the name. Hey, that's very generous. Yeah, and that's we, very it, generous. It, it, even though, yeah, it goes to Derry. We all appreciate the, yeah, the love and support like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, man. Really means a lot. He's yeah. always very supportive he's... of everything I do. So he's uh, right. he's a good dude. <laughs> so if he watches in two weeks, he's going to be in the running for uh, picking the Indy 500. Yeah, just, just stay tuned for the Indy 500 <laughs> winning picks. It's going to be crazy. But anyway, so that'll officially do it for this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Next week. Join us next week on Wednesday night, May 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern time over on Eric Esep's channel. He will be back next weekend, I promise. Um, we'll go over all of the events um, that took place during the Kansas weekend. But we will also be joined by a fellow YouTuber, the one and only Slap Shoes. Yay! We love Slap Shoes on the NASCAR He was Weekly in the podcast. chat tonight. Yes, yes, and we saw him too. We also saw Carnation back in the chat. We hadn't seen Carnation yeah. in the chat in a while, so he's I one saw of him the on OGs. Twitter. He's one of the I saw OGs. him on Twitter more today. Yeah. Yeah, so 
Slap shoes that. next week, and then the week after, leading into the Indy 500, David Land will come back on. So, yes. look at like these last three weeks of May, we're just getting all the star power from the YouTube community. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Got some additional month of May content on my channel too, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, and yeah, be on the lookout for next week's show as well. So this show was fun, but really quick before we go. Quick shout out to our guest tonight, Michael Roots. Congratulations. Thank you so much for coming on tonight's edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, YouTube channel, Michael Roots, um, M-R-U-C-Z, and Twitter, Instagram, Michael underscore Roots. Facebook, I'm on that thing called TikTok. Uh, I don't know how many people use it, but I use it I'm on there too. <laughs> Th- thank you for putting up with us and ourselves for two whole hours, Michael. Yes, yes, well, thank you so much. Actually, I got a surprise oh, for you guys. What's the that, uh, yeah, I okay. So I entered this contest. Some of you guys <laughs> might have right. seen this on Twitter. I saw, it. I saw this. Wait, I okay. what? My, um, it was with Carvana Racing, their uh, Twitter account, and they were giving away those. Carvana jackets, jean jackets, bedazzled ones from the Jibba commercials. Mm-hmm. Somehow I got picked and I won <laughs> one. <laughs> no way. And I got picked on Monday. It arrived today. <gasps> so. Oh! I've got. Oh! Let's go. Oh, that's so cool. <sighs> what? Yeah, my headphones getting in the way. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Wow. Wow. That is a that is a rare thing. That well, is cool. Whoa, well, that was cool for a second. I saw the Joy Logano fading through to bedazzle. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that yeah. So, so that's awesome. I'm going I'm going to the five hundred in a few weeks. Too too bad it'll be hot. I'm gonna be wearing it. You're gonna be wearing it. Hey. I might be the one person that dies there. Hey, uh, heat stroke. I don't blame you, bro. I mean, hey, they sent That's you awesome. the, 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 cool, Doctor said he he died smiling for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where this came. They sent me this too. So thank you, Carvana, uh, for uh, hooking me up. Makes sense now. So then it has to be from this year, then, right? If they sent you a diecast. Uh, I guess. Right? Yeah, I it doesn't have a so, year on it. So this is this is the equivalent. I was at an Ally thing at Michigan, and this dude from Ally just randomly comes up to me, not even knowing who I am or or that I'm a big. Well, I guess I had on an Alex Bowman T-shirt, but he just comes up and he's like, "Hey, I got something for you." It's a signed Alex Bowman hat and signed Alex Bowman T-shirt. So, hmm. and that's oh, pretty. Shout out to Tyler for uh, becoming a, an official BFM channel member. Appreciate it. But yeah, no, that's an awesome jacket dude that's an awesome awesome i never thought i'd wear anything bedazzled yeah i know yeah. <laughs> hey you saw it in the jimmy commercial hey jimmy jimmy i wore it so you have to wear it so that's cool it's like you're I'm back wait, in 2009 wait we <laughs> haven't re- we haven't really been able to see your shirt i just got a glimpse of what does oh, the yeah. shirt have on there jimmy <laughs> <laughs> nice perfect so perfect nice. i'm wondering because they when they did this contest they showed the picture where i don't know they did something for social media where chip ganassi had one scott dixon had all these jackets they were all the whole team had one on was this one of those mm, like i guess i don't know or maybe that might have been the one he wore. it might have been the one i mean but i don't the, know <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, out of all those, what smells like I don't know. 
out of all those people that you listed, I mean, Jimmy has the closest body shape to you, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, you got to see how short this thing is, Avi. <laughs> it does not go down very far. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, now that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good way to end the show too. So, um, with uh, Michael's pedazzle jacket. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on tonight's show, and uh, thank you guys so much in the chat for watching this edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time. Wait, where, who has the Dale call? Who's doing it? Ooh. Oh, yeah, you do Can it. Can I go? We, yeah, yeah, do it, do it. We couldn't hear Jarrett's. Go. Okay, well, we can hear that better. Bye, Maroons! Bye, Maroons! Goodbye! Bye, Maroons! Bye, Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.